Hey guys, brand new podcast. And uh, I'm sorry it's a tad bit late. I'm sorry that everything's being late. It's been the press for the... Did I mention I have a Netflix special? Oh my God. Secret Time? What? Performing very well, I might add, on the app. Um, it's I'm really happy with it. So I've been, I went to New York and I did the Jim and Sam show. If you want to enjoy some uh, content... Go to watch me, Ricky Gervais, Jim, and Sam on SiriusXM. You can go to their YouTube page and you can see we, it was fucking hilarious. It was really one of the funnier things I've ever done on radio. It ended with um, me calling Leanne and asking if I talked during sex and Georgia saying, uh, there are children in the car and it was fucking cringe. It's on my Instagram. <laughs> was it cringy? It was uh, the whole episode was cringy. You it didn't watch cringy. it, did you? I did. I watched the clip you sent me of no, that. You did, the, we had, we, no, I didn't watch the whole episode. It was fucking insane. It was. It was really. You don't have time for that, my ass. I don't have time for that. Um, and then I went to do my buddy Elliot in the morning show in DC. That was a blast. And press is technically done. Although I will say that I'm on a cruise. Uh, I'm on a cruise next a, week. Next week with with Bobby Kelly and my buddy Cowhead. Sober October starts. In four days, everybody. Oh, my God. You're going to be sober on this cruise? Yep. That's going to be interesting. Why? Because I, have you ever been sober on this cruise before? No. Cruise is usually in September. Yeah. And I usually Why get, is it in October this year? Because cowhead. I have no fucking idea. Because cowhead. Okay. Good excuse. And so, uh, yeah. I'll be, but Bobby what are you going to so- drink on this cruise? Are you going to get the unlimited soda pop pass? I'm gonna, First of all... Uh, I'm super excited. Let's just, let's just, instead of uh, tearing me down. I'm not tearing you down. Let's build me up. I'm not tearing you down. I'm super excited. I think it's really cute that you're going to have the unlimited soda pop pass. Could I have a Diet Coke, please? Oh, no, I'm not drinking Diet Coke. Uh, oh, why? Is that part of being sober? No, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to cut out. Uh, may I have a lemonade? No. No? I'm no sugar, so I'm going to have the ice water. <laughs> may I have the sugar-free lemonade? I'm going to have ice water. I'm going to do all the activities. <laughs> Bullshit. What the fuck else am I going to do? I don't believe you're going to drink water the I'm whole drink cruise. ice water and do the activities. No coffee? Maybe I'll have a coffee in the morning. Okay. But I, I, coffee makes me, it's hard for me to sleep if I have coffee. You're not going to, you're not going to have the unlimited soda pop for real. I might get the Elizabeth. <laughs> so. Bobby Kelly's sober, and and Cowhead doesn't even drink. His real vice is food. So I'm gonna look. I just watched. I was in a bar yesterday at the airport, and I was watching my most viewed videos on uh, Instagram, mm-hmm. and some of them are from Sober October. I'm gonna show you this. It's gonna creep you out. Why? I don't even look like myself. Yeah. And I, part of me goes, I get bummed that I, I'm downloading the Robin Hood app. That you're ruled by by the drink. No, I'm not ruled by the drink. <laughs> I fucking say that shit. A little bit ruled by the drink. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm Slave? Nikki Glazer won. Uh, won what? She won in the first round. She came in first. Uh, of what? Boxing of, match? No, of uh, Dancing with the Stars. Oh, she's dancing on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, that's interesting. How cool is that? I bet really she looks cool. really pretty in the outfits. She looks actually. She looks fucking fantastic. I bet she does. I um, bet she's had fun doing that. Has she had? You know fun? what? She. T- I, I think I'm like her, but she enjoys the fun of the business. Yeah. Like there's no seriousness for her. She's not overthinking it. Right. She's just having fun. She's not too good to dance with stars. She's not too good to dance with stars. No, I like Nikki. Um. I like her a lot. I gotta find the one this time video. I met her. She liked my chickens. That says a lot. 
right? It does. Yeah. She she was a cool chick. I gotta find this video. Because You're really slowing this read down, baby. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. This is my fucking podcast. Yeah, but you know I'm a professional now. <laughs> Telling you, you're Take slowing your read down. Oh wow! Look at you, hot yoga. That's why I'm doing. Wow, the hot you yoga look so again. young. I know. It was a year ago. You look like when we were dating. I know. What's happened to you? Shut the fuck up. I mean, really? That's why I'm so excited for Sober October. I wish I could do something as simple as just be sober and then lose weight. I know, right? <laughs> as I can't. I, I was talking at... to Sandy about that the other day. I don't really eat that much food. I don't ever drink. I drink maybe once a week, maybe. Yeah. I only drink when you're home. So there's nothing I could eliminate from my diet that would change me the way that eliminating alcohol would change you based on this video. Yeah. Really depressing. I know. Isn't that crazy that I have that superpower that I can just stop drinking and turn into a superhuman? Yeah, it is pretty amazing. Uh, I'm in San Jose this weekend. There are still tickets available in San Jose. Uh, Omaha is sold out. Phoenix, there are tickets available. Virginia Beach in November. That's my birthday. Oh, fuck. What? I'm in Virginia Beach for my birthday. Yeah. What? Is that not good? Did you want to be home for your birthday? Did you want to have a costume party? New York Comedy Festival, the 8th of November, and then I'm in Atlantic City the night. I'm in the, I'm in like Pennsylvania or something at the Sands. It's not on my fucking com- thing. The Sands? I'm in Pennsylvania at some point, but I don't know why it's not on my calendar. Oh, brother. Frustrating. La Jolla Comedy Store. Spokane Comedy Club, Brant Improv New Year's Eve, and yes, I will be doing a huge tour in 2019. Worldwide, 60 cities. We haven't announced it yet. That wasn't an announcement because I didn't tell you the name of the tour yet. And that... Or the cities. Or the cities. But it's coming. But it's coming. So get ready. I'll be dropping that, I think, next week. Two weeks. In two weeks, we'll be uh, doing pre-sales and all that. So... It's going to be an aggressive tour. It, it spans. I think we're trying to end it in Moscow, but it will be a European tour all throughout the UK, Scandinavia, and Australia. As well as US, As Canada. well as all the big cities in the US. And Canada. And Canada. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But not all the big cities in Canada. No, but you will be in Canada and you will be in the United I States. I still have that fucking arrest warrant in Montreal. What? Anyway, uh, today's podcast is brought to you by... A new sponsor. I would like to welcome a new sponsor. The Robin Hood app. Just <laughs> very good, very good. Started very in good, her stupid very giggle. Good. Shut up. My giggle's <laughs> awesome. The Robin Hood app is uh it's absolutely fantastic. I just downloaded the app. Is it app? I, by the way, I'm fantastic? such an idiot that I was like, it's it's pretty intense. Like yeah. yeah. They're like uh uh, have you ever invested before? I'm like, oh, this will take five seconds. It does doesn't take long to register, but they're like, is this your address? And I was like, well, how do you know that? And they're like, is this your social security? And then they're like, are you a publicly traded company? Are you a part owner of a public? And I was like, oh, this is legit investing. Yeah, yeah. This is legit investing. It's not some rinky dink app where you like, they're like, what's your bank account? What's your bank? So uh, I've just started using the Robinhood app. It's interesting. I, this is why I like investing. And I'm not a huge investor. I've invested in three things in my life. Nokia, Motorola, both those sank in the shitter. And then me and my buddy Croy got into investing. And we invested in KFX. It was a coal 
transportation. Clean coal, clean right? Coal. Clean <laughs> coal. Clean coal. And that shit the bed as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I, we hired a guy from from that helped us. Then we hired somebody. <laughs> yes. But but part of the fun of investing by yourself, you know, being able to go in and put in your investments and track them is tracking them is waking up in the morning and saying let's see how the stock market's doing right feeling like a grown-up yeah it's like the, it's like those old uh scrooge mcduck things where you look at the ticker tape yeah. ah yeah. and that's the fun part of investing you don't have to invest millions of dollars thousands of dollars you can just invest a little bit of money and just track it and have fun with it and then talk yeah. like it's a ton of money to your friends well no investing is important no matter how much money you make that's very true especially investing in retirement this is no commission fees using the Robinhood app. Other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, but Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees, trade stocks, and keep all of your profit. It's easy to use, easy to understand charts and market data, places a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, I haven't put a trade in yet, but I'm assuming it's four taps to make sure you really want to do it. Right. This is, I, I'm, I'm, I'm such an idiot because I literally thought it would be like a, some rinky dink app. It's a legit app. Yeah. It is a legit secure app. Your information's in this app. Your passwords in the, like it's a legit app. And it's and and you know there's nothing wrong with going like one of the things I remember a long time ago I wanted to invest in uh, Krispy Kreme. My dad goes, "You're a fucking idiot." And I go, "Why?" And he goes, "There's no one's gonna who's gonna buy Krispy Kreme stock? That stock skyrocketed." Yeah. So a lot of times you listening to your gut. And not having to go through a broker. That's we right. tried, you know, we tried to invest in something a little while ago. Yeah. And we kind of got talked away from it. And then it blew up. Yep. And so going with your gut is so important when it comes to the stock markets. You can see trends happening. And Dude, accessibility. At, on not, this is this gives you accessibility. This gives you you get to do it. Right. You don't have to worry about the brokers. It's you. Right. And uh, and and I just think I'm you know me, I'm a big believer in that Mickey Mantle gene going with your gut fuck everyone you can do it i you know what other stock i told my dad we should invest in what i was in an elevator going up to crunch to go to a spin class uh a month after 9 11 and someone said you know what you should invest in there's this little airline that's starting to blow up and if someone goes i'm investing in an airline right now it after 9 11 and the guy goes idiot people are still going to fly right you have to fly and the guy goes, I don't think anyone will be flying for a few years. Come on. Do you know what airline he said? JetBlue. Southwest. Oh, really? Yes. And I watched Southwest explode. Wow. And I was like, shit, man. So this cuts out all that bullshit. Now, you hear these little tips. You get this little gut instinct. You notice that everyone's stopping using straws. Wait, where's that money going to go? Ooh. Sippy cups? I don't know. Look, I don't, I don't have all the stock answers. Glass but what I'm saying, What I'm saying is, now you get to do the investing. You're your own boss. It's easy to use. Robinhood's web platform lets you view stock collections. The 100 most popular sectors like entertainment and social media. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to make a million dollars. And curate categories like female CEOs. Ha <laughs> ha. Me and my money are progressive. And analysis of rating, buy, hold, sell, for every stock. Learn by doing this. Learn how to invest as you build your portfolio. Discover the new stocks, track favorite companies, and personalized news feeds. Custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Here's my call to action to you. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint. Shut the fuck up. God damn it. 
I did this wrong. Okay. <laughs> I gotta. I want to use my own. I can't think I can use my own promo code. I think you guys can only use. God, you're getting a, such a deal right here. Let me read this again. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. That's Sign awesome. Up. No shit. And yeah. I can't do it. Oh, Sign up at well. BurtCast.RobinHood.com. That's BurtCast.RobinHood.com. Sign up at BurtCast.RobinHood.com. That's BurtCast.RobinHood.com. Thank you so much, Robinhood. I can't wait to use you. You make me millions of dollars. This podcast is also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You know what's not smart? Making the lottery the centerpiece of your retirement. You know what's not smart? Letting your friends pick your karaoke songs. You know what's smart? <laughs> what? Letting what? your friends pick your karaoke songs? <laughs> That's not smart. I agree. You know what's smart? <laughs> you got a good ZipRecruiter. <laughs> Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast to hire the right person. And then picking their karaoke song. <laughs> ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. It's powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. So you get canified, canified, you get qualified candidates <laughs> fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on thousands of reviews. I don't know. It's in quotes. I thought I'd just read it anyway. Uh-huh. Right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast. ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast. ZipRecruiter. Do you know the log line? A better way to hire. The smartest way to hire. The smartest way to hire. This podcast is also brought to you by Four Hems. Four Hems. Have you ever looked at a photo from yourself from a year ago and thought, damn, I look fucking young. What happened to that guy? Where did all these wrinkles come from? When did I start looking like my dad? Oh, That Lord. just happened. That just happened in this man cave. It did. You just, yeah, Get off your fucking phone and be a part of the read. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Okay. Yeah, it just happened. I just sent you a picture of me yeah, from a year yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked really good. Yeah. But now you look like your dad now? You don't look anything like your dad. Some things get better with age, like wine or mm-hmm. nice single malt scotch. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this is not the case when it comes to your skin and your face. Most guys don't even nearly get enough. Most guys don't nearly get enough. Most guys don't do nearly enough for their skin, despite all it does for them. Dyslexia. Soap, water, what? Dyslexia. <laughs> dyslexia, dyslexia. Soap and water are not enough to prevent aging. I hope our sponsors enjoy the fact that A, I can't read, and B, that you break my balls for it, and C, that we go off book the entire time we do a read. This is, people, this is the only reason people like listen to these reads is because I'm fucking horrible at them. Because <laughs> you make them fun i guess right there's something you can do to fight against the aging process and it starts in the face <laughs> forhims.com a one-stop shop for skincare hair loss sexual wellness all for men this is what i want you to do go to forhims.com and check it out they have a custom what Ooh, listen to this they have an anti-aging kit is a 
Hems Anti-Aging Kit is a custom prescription cream tailored to your skin that can keep your skin looking youthful and smooth by reducing wrinkles and fine lines. Oh my God. I think you just became possessed by your mother. <laughs> you just went, what? I know. Oh my I God. Skincare product? The secret is not a secret. It's tretonin. <laughs> Tretonin. 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 <laughs> you are such a dork. And its results are backed by science. Tretonin. 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 <laughs> Dyslexia. What? How do you spell it? T-R-E-T-I-N-O-I-N. Tretinoin? I don't know. I can't. I have to look at it. It can renew and restore the skin by increasing collagen, the protein to keep their face looking firm. It takes seconds to apply, and it's the same treatments that celebrities like. I, mean, I was going to make up a bunch of names, and I was like, we'll probably get sued for that. Right, right. Uh, like Burt Kreischer, used to keep their face looking young. Except you don't have to visit some fancy dermatologist and play high, high places to get it. Hims connects you with doctors online to evaluate your skin needs and prescribe you a custom anti-aging treatment all you need to do is take a couple pictures and answer a few easy questions. No more awkward. Can I tell you what? There is what? there I went to the um I went to the for hims? No, I went to my dermatologist yeah. when I was having a look at the, my cheek. Yeah. And I said also I want to get some like anti-aging thing like I want to um get something for I was like I don't know if it's a peel, I don't know if it's like uh like a like a gel or I don't know what you have, but I want to do some anti-aging thing. And the lady literally stared at me like huh and i felt like going okay i'm a little vain and she yeah. was like i yeah i don't know just like put lotion on your face and i was like all right by the way she also told me i had adult acne on my cheek which i don't think i have no I, I, have now it's gotten else. so fucking bad oh honey you have herpes <laughs> no more awkward in-person doctor visits and the products are shipped directly to your door this is your call to action it's your skin do you want to be a face in the crowd or the, the face in the, the crowd. crowd. <laughs> Fucking a great line. I don't, I'm going to start saying that. So what got you in a stand-up? You know what? I don't want to be, I didn't want to be a face in the crowd. I wanted to be the face in the crowd. Uh, yeah, the. I love that fucking line. Order now and save $20 off your first month of Hims anti-aging kit. Lock in those looks now and get, that's all, it's all Hims is, is preventative. It's get in front of the fucking aging train now. Right. And start now. Right. And you'll be thankful you did it. Same with investing. Start now. Well, the good thing about For Hims, too, is that it's kind of one-stop shopping. Yeah. You can go there and get skin care. You can get erectile dysfunction care. You can get hair care. You can you can do so many things in this one place. It's really it's, great. I'm being serious with the hair and the aging shit. Get on that now and you don't ever have to fucking worry about it. Order now and save $20 off your first month of Hims Anti-Aging Kit. Lock in those looks now and get your first month of anti-aging for $20 off. Go to forhims.com slash Burtcask. What's that? What's the SC for? That's got to be something. Burtcast SC? Burtcast SC. So go to forhims.com slash Burtcast SC. That's forhims.com slash Burtcast S-C. S like Sam, C like cat. Yep. Go to forhims.com slash Burtcast S-C. Right. All one word. For hims. You don't want to be an old fuck who can't fuck with no hair. <laughs> that everyone, A ball, an old fuck that's bald and can't No one fuck. wants to fuck an old bag from... 
an old ball bag who can't get it up. <laughs> Sorry for him. I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> Last but certainly not least, <laughs> this read, this pod read is for laughable. I'd suggest maybe reading a couple of the app store reviews that people got. Oh, shit. We did have people leave apps. Uh, he, he printed out three oh, of his did? favorite. Those oh, are his three favorites. So, guys, if you don't know, uh, at Laughable is a company I have vested interest in. Um, me, Greg Fitzsimmons, Tony Hinchcliffe, Ari Shafir. A bunch of us met this guy, Ned. I don't even think Ari's in it. Maybe Tom's in it, too. A bunch of us met this guy, Ned. We like Ned. We liked what he was doing. He's a podcast fan. Anytime you, you meet someone who's a fan of something... And they start a business based on what they're a fan of. That business always succeeds, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree because it's it's about a passion. It's kind of also how I got into podcasting is I was a fan of podcasts, right? And I started doing a podcast, so we kind of all like we're like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, it it's it's an app. It's the number one podcasting app in the app store. Right. Um, it is absolutely fantastic. If you type in someone's name. It'll show you all the podcasts they've been on, their podcast. You can also buy tickets to their live shows. You can see when they're coming to your city. It's a, it really is an, an app made by a, a fan. It's another one-stop shop for, for comedy, really. It really is. Yeah. Um, and so uh, so I, I, I did a read like a month ago, maybe, yeah. for Ned. And I said, go on, the, go on the app store and leave a review, I, I, a.k.a. So these are the ones that Ned wrote. Ned seems like the, these are these are the ones that Ned liked. These are in the App Store, and I and I'd please ask you to go leave a review in the app for and just really make them good, so that because these are fun to read. Ned seems like the type of guy that farts in the bathtub and bites the bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Left by Thaverne. Thaverne. Ned's response. Ned wrote. Of course, Ned replied. Of course, I do. Only thing that makes it even better is if the bubbles are from other people. <laughs> Good job, Ned. Nice, Ned. So I think Chris DeLeo would say, uh, did someone order a sandwich? Grand sandwich? This app was recommended by the thinnest comedian in the game with the best athletic genes. Great recommendation, Bert. That would have only been better if he wrote, great recommendation, Tom. Left by Graham G. Money. Bert is a superhuman athlete and Tom is fat. Good old Ned. Left by Colonel Cupcakes. That was interesting how Colonel Cupcakes got his name. And then whatever you want to do, you might say about the app, encourage people to use it. I'll leave it up to you. Thanks very much, Ned. That was the read. Um, but yeah, it's a great app. Check it out. Laughable. Um, you can find my podcast. You can find Leanne's podcast, Wife of the Party on it. Leanne is going to uh, leave. L- please leave re- more reviews for Ned on the app. On, on, on the app at the App Store. What, at right? the App Store, yeah. yeah. At the App Store. <clears throat> or at iTunes it, or and whatever. And give it five stars. Just give it five stars. Well, it is, a, it is a five-star app. I mean, you, yeah, don't, you, is, have, you don't have to like make that up. You, yeah. It is a five-star app. Give it's it five stars place. because that way when people go and they go, what's a good podcast app? And they see that this has 3,000 five-star reviews. They're like, oh, well, fuck, I'm definitely going with this. Yeah, yeah. It's a great app. Um, Leanne is off to Vietnam. I am off to Vietnam. Um, she is... Smuggling beef. <laughs> She's smuggling beef. How long has this read been so far? Oh, we better wrap oh, this geez. bitch up. Okay. Um, uh, I think you should podcast while you're there. I'm going to podcast while I'm there. I'm going to voice memo podcast, so it won't be great quality. Like, why don't I just give you my little hand? Because I don't want to drag that all over Vietnam. Baby, it's the size of a of a lipstick. Uh, of a lipstick. I'll show it to you. It, you'll take it with you. Of a lipstick. Really? Lips, dick. 
Uh-huh. Hey guys, uh, today's podcast is a fantastic one. I've known of this guy since he was on Ari's podcast, I want to say like two years ago. Him and his buddy Kai were on there and told a story, and, and then I kind of got, um, I think I hit up hit them up on Twitter, but I followed them through Twitter, <clears throat> followed them on Instagram. Ari's so entrenched in that whole uh, Scottish, English, British scene of stand-up and, and international scene of stand-up that I... I ended up becoming a fan of the guys before I even met him. I, I met him this day, technically, that we did the podcast, but I knew so much about him and I listened to him on our podcast. It's the same as when you guys say to me, God damn it, I feel like I know you. It's the exact same. And so that's this podcast. It's me with Daniel Sloss. He has uh, a Netflix special, two Netflix specials, uh, Dark and Jigsaw that are out right now. Um, it's It's really great joke writing if you are a fan of like i would say i mean i don't want to i don't want to uh pigeonhole him but if you're if you're if you like stanhope if you like um bill hicks if you like rogan if you like um edgy stand-up it's you're gonna love it it's not it's not dirty it's just like he's a fucking thinker man he's a really smart guy he's a great guy and uh and he parties that's what i love about him uh i'm gonna try to get when I do, I, we just announced my tour. Not, we haven't announced it, but I mentioned that I'll be doing some uh, broad dates. I'm going to try to get him and Kai to travel with me on a couple. And maybe we'll do a podcast over there. Maybe we'll get like a tour bus for like a couple of the dates and they'll hop on with me and I won't make any money on the tour, right? Does that yeah, sound good, yeah. Leanne? That sounds exactly right. But he's a great guy. A fucking <laughs> great guy. This is a great podcast. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, Daniel Sloss. Not uh, fucking not at all. I gained it all back. I ran the marathon. Are you rolling? I ran the marathon, the LA marathon with no training, and I gained it all back. I feel like I would have been a great Scottish comic. What, just what, what diet wise and drinking wise? (laughs) (laughs) I did Edinburgh. Uh, probably eight, not 18 years ago, 19 years ago. Oh, fucking hell. Okay. But back then it was like, it was really catty. Like you could tell like people were hustling. Everyone wanted to win the Perrier. Oh yeah. yeah. I listened to your podcast with Ari Shafir. I I watched your, one of your specials. You have two out right now on Netflix. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Really fucking great. I have so much I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about, I want to talk to you about like where, like I'm always obsessed with like, remind me to talk, I'm always obsessed with like drawing analogies to where people live globally to what it's like for the states because i think i have a lot of listeners that are abroad but i have a lot in the states a lot in like ohio a lot in canada i know that's not states but um florida dc philly and i always think it's interesting for them who haven't traveled abroad for someone like you who has to put perspective on what living in what being being scottish what it would feel like if you were an american um, I don't think you'd know how to. It was a, a proper culture shock. Really? Like, not, not the same sort of culture shock like if you were in fucking Japan or Thailand or any of those places, but like, it's every time, like, especially LA is so different to the rest of the fucking world. Oh, dude. Like, there's nothing like this anywhere else in the world. Like, when you come to LA, everyone's an actor. And I don't just mean like the actors, like, it's all a performance all the fucking time. Oh, yeah. And, um, wait, well, it's not, it's, this sounds silly. 
You live. You still live in Scotland? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Glasgow, uh, Edinburgh, Edinburgh. Oh, you yeah. live in Edinburgh? Yeah, 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 dude. You said the most interesting thing on Ari's podcast, and I'm going to make you say again. It's two cities built on top of each other. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So the history of Edinburgh, as is the history with all of Scotland, is absolutely fucked. Uh, so during the, I'm definitely going to get people correct me on this. But basically, you said this on Ari's podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. everyone. It's okay. It's okay. No one check, fact checks here. Oh, go, oh great. <laughs> well, now because I'll just fucking make it up. So basically, during the, uh, I'm going to say about this fucking 1500s, there was the Black Plague that fucking went all over Europe and like decimated a third of the or two thirds of the population. And uh, Edinburgh, there's Old Town and New Town. So there used to be a thing where. Um, there was no drainage or anything, so you just fucking shit in the streets. You'd shit in a bucket, throw out a fucking window at certain times during the day. That's where this term shit faced comes from. Yeah. Is, uh, there was t- at seven at night, you'd throw your shit out the window, and everyone knew that. But if you were drunk uh, and you started walking home and you forgot what time it was because nobody had watches, and somebody above you shouted Guardialu, which means watch out for the water, you'd look up, forget what it was, and you'd get a bunch of shit in your face. I would, that would have happened to me a lot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Open mouth as well, slag jaw. Like, oh, oh, slag jaw. <laughs> so, so Edinburgh basically and black at pl- the time is this is by the way pretend I'm saying asking these questions for my dumbest list right okay pretend so, I'm not asking these questions pretend I'm at okay, the so, time is British rule right? right so yeah British rule and Christianity as well was like science is is for the devil and therefore medicine is for the devil so there was no cures for black plague nobody was working on a cure for the black they plague they wore masks with, they wore with, masks yeah. and coughing and it was just you'd have fucking garlic or whatever around your neck just any sort of pseudoscience that you thought would make you feel better and then in Edinburgh, they were like, everyone's fucking dying. And the only thing we can think of to do is because all the shit's obviously draining down to the lower parts of Edinburgh. We'll just build a new Edinburgh on top of old Edinburgh where all the rich are now going to live and all the poor, you have to stay down there and die. So apparently, and historically, they were literally just bricking people into houses being like, we're so sorry, but you're going to die anyway. Jesus this is real sad for you. Christ. Bye. Um, so if we go to Edinburgh, you can do the underground tours. We can get into the vaults and I stuff. I think I might have done that. I've been to Edinburgh twice. Yeah. I went to the castle. It was great. But was this, I went there Embro, if I'm not mistaken, is like one of the most haunted places in the world, right? Well, I mean, it's absolutely not because ghosts aren't real, but it's the alleged. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, okay. But that's the other thing that I loved about your special is you really do not, you really don't take, like, one of the things I love, I, I love picking at people with beliefs. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, because I don't really have any beliefs. I mean, I have beliefs, I have beliefs, I, I have definite beliefs. But like one of the things I said on stage last night, people always, in this, in the country, this our country right now, people always want you to state your politics. They don't want you to state your politics. They want you to agree with them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they just yeah, want to make yeah. sure you're on the same page with them. Yeah, yeah. And we live in a generation now where, like, I was fucking raised with, if you disagreed with someone, you disagreed with them and you were still friends. Yeah. Like, oh, we believe in different things. All right, well, let's get drunk. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Whereas now we're going into this time where it's like, we, there's no, I can't, I couldn't be friends with someone that <sighs> believed that. You're like, well, I just feel like you're really limiting your fucking social circle and also creating the fucking echo chamber it makes absolutely no sense to me i like echo chambers i just i think i i i, I literally i became a fan of yours and kai's kai through ari yeah, yeah yeah through ari and then I, I i'm really bad with drinking but i think i ran into kai I think he was because I was just texting him before this because you were over in London and he was in Australia because then he was desperate to yeah, yeah. me up and do the fucking podcast. I would love to go out for a night with you and Kai just because I reckon that would be the night that I finally died. 
Oh, when we when can we organize that? I'm I'm coming to London. When? Or no, I'm coming to is Baths close to, or is Hackney close to London? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all there. If you fucking yeah. hit Kai lives in London now, so if you go there, he'll absolutely come out. And, and then I'm going to Glasgow. That's pretty far from Edinburgh. No, it's only about Edinburgh. This is why LA blows my mind. LA is the size of Edinburgh and Glasgow and all of the distance in between it. And you, because it's LA's like I'm 60. sorry, I wasn't listening. I was thinking of something else. So like you've got Edinburgh and you've got Glasgow. LA is the size of both of them and all of the distance in between because it's like 60, LA's like oh, really? 67 miles long. Glasgow's 30 miles away from Edinburgh. Scotland's fucking tiny. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, uh, I just got my European tour and oh, I Where got, are you going? Uh, it, was, it hasn't been announced yet, but... Uh, oh, because I, I kick off my European tour with Kai. We go on the 30th. Of, of when? Have you done it before? This month? Yeah, yeah, we start... Yeah, yeah, 30th of September and then through to like mid-November. Have you done a European tour yet? Uh, I've done London. I've oh. done London. I've done Amsterdam. I've done Scotland, but I've never done like a legit tour. Oh, man, it's unfucking real I cannot I, recommend it enough. Like, I'm, I'm a little scared. I, I was trying to think, like I was... I got the dates. It's 10 days yeah. and I think it's like... 10 days straight yeah yeah oh you'll like you'll fucking drink the people out there are great because first of all the fans not a lot of people go out there to do comedy so there's just so desperate for you to go out there and when you do go out there they're so grateful then they'll take you out they'll try and drink you under the table and very unless they're the the, the, the swedes or the croats they're not gonna drink you under the I table i'm in I know. I think I'm in Sweden. The Swedes can drink like motherfucker. It's unreal. It's I can't fucking wait. I, can I tell you? I really wish I was 15 years younger. Yeah. And single. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's my life. I know. <laughs> I'm. I'm really envious. I like. I said for those listening, I I found you guys through Ari. Yeah. And then, uh, and then became fans separately. I think via Twitter, via online. Yeah. And 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 was like, and then I found out you guys are like fucking legit, almost like. 18 years younger than me and I was like oh my god I thought we were all the same age <laughs> and I was like no they're fucking young they both, like you've only been doing stand up 10 years uh, about 11 now yeah, yeah Jesus Christ yeah that's fucking that's overwhelming but to be fair I am from Scotland so like and we have such a short life expectancy that this is technically my <laughs> midlife crisis like if it makes yeah. you feel any better I'm done in 12 years <laughs> yeah it's uh but it but you guys have a really cool scene I was talking to Ari yesterday about it and I was like we have a really cool scene out here I think you know, like last night, I had a really like, I guess what you would argue is, is a blessed night. It's like me, Segura, and Bill Burr shooting shit about, about stuff you're not supposed to talk about, right? Yeah, of course. Like what so, no one can talk about anymore is two of my best friends. And and I thought, oh, how cool, man, that like, but not even just, not even just that like, we can pick apart something that you can't speak out loud about, but you pick it apart with two of the greatest, I would definitely say, I'm not going to say Segura is one of the greatest minds of comedy He's one of my, because I'm too close to him, but yeah. Burr is yeah. no, undoubtedly the, one of the greatest minds yeah. thinking out loud these days. Yeah. And to sit and be able to get his trickle down, like, I didn't. I don't know if he meant this, but like I'm like hearing what he's saying, going, yeah, but I'm seeing a different point of view because I have two girls and I, mean, I guess everyone knows what we were talking about now. Yeah. But uh, it's so blessed. But then I thought, you and Kai and like your whole scene out there is really like you have a great camaraderie out there. It's good, yeah. The, the British circuit's pretty nice. Um, yeah, it, it's small. Like it's not like 
here there's a Scottish circuit and then there's an English circuit and I guess there's like a Manchester one but like we all the Edinburgh Festival happens every year so that's like the fucking melting pot where we all go there so everyone knows each other whereas because the States is so fucking big you've got you know a Wisconsin scene you've got a fucking LA scene and New York scene <laughs> East Coast fucking West Coast so you can like smash a scene and be like real good in New York and then it's like and now go start again over there like work your way fucking back up which is insanity to me because I had to do that from Scotland to England and then after that I was like well that's I've done it all now yeah do you have do you have plans to stay here in, L- uh, in, well, Cal- in the states nah if you like like be honest best case scenario someone's like hey man you could do what I mean I get I mean I, I think maybe this is uh Maybe this is patriarchy speaking, I guess. I'm, that's all I'm being called these days in my house is yeah. the patriarchy. But like, I look nightmare. at Jim Jeffries and R- Ricky Gervais as like the goal of a British comic. Obviously, like, because I, cause I see guys like Jimmy Carr coming over and everyone coming over to tour in the States and having like, he has, Jim Jeffries probably has as big of a career in the States as he does Australia as he does in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that the goal? For me, no. Like, I would... You know, I, I'd like to fucking come up. If there was like a fucking TV show that I was doing, I'd happily come over and stay here for a long period of time. Like, I enjoy LA. But ultimately, this isn't where I fucking live and you guys freak me the fuck out. Like, I, it's very much like, it's like going on safari and then people are like, would you like to live here? Like, no, no, I'll just drive through every now and again and see the fucking stuff. Scotland's where I live. I also like Scotland because that's a country that nobody's ever going to fucking bomb when World War Three kicks off. Yeah. Like, we're not on anyone's top 20 list of like, we got to get rid of the men in Scotland skirts like they're the real threat so i just feel like scotland's very safe with that and um yeah like we don't you know we we don't have guns over there and like i don't don't live here so my opinions on that don't matter but like i've opinions matter your opinions matter everyone's opinion matters that's the other thing that oh but i mean the sense like i'm not because whenever you talk about guns people think you're making a political statement whereas i'm like i'm not making a political statement because one i can't vote here two it doesn't like affect me until i get fucking shot in the head but three i'm just like i'm always just there pointing out the differences like uk police officers don't have guns and so like only in airports is the first time I ever saw a gun in the UK and it's just those guys and they have to be hugely trained then you come over here and there's just like a Walmart security guy with a gun and you're just like that's a big juxtaposition and that freaks me out a little bit like because the only people I've ever seen with guns are ones that I'm like oh you got trained for seven years as opposed to fucking Steve yeah and it's just a difference and yeah still I'll never get used to seeing guns police officers here terrify me some of them are everyone I've met is lovely but just the way the fucking internet works and the information that you only ever hear the fucking bad stories i do i took a picture of my guns and put it on instagram yesterday and people political statement yeah Yeah. and by the way i was just cleaning out my nightstand and i just happened to have a few guns in my nightstand yeah but like they're not one of them well one of them's loaded it's got a lock on it and the other one's not loaded it's just like and but I have a bit about owning a gun right now that is working in LA, works much better in the middle of the country. Yeah, of course it does. What do you think about the middle of our country? And and by the way, I, I'm the one thing I never want to do is what happened with Ashling B. Yeah. She came on my podcast and was like polarized everyone. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, but she didn't mean to. She just that's who she is. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. She's very political. Yeah, yeah. And very like and doesn't have a problem with it. And which is like like I'm not cool with that. Meaning for personally, like I, I don't like polarizing people, mm. but like I'd be interested to see your take on the middle of the country. And by the way, everyone listening realize it's just an outsider's take because yeah, yeah. you've gone, you went to Oklahoma. I've, I've been to, uh, I've done Indiana. I've done, 
Ohio was in Cleveland. I'd love to do fucking more of it. Like, yeah. I, as I said before, if I disagree with you, that does not mean we can't be fucking friends. Well, the I, most of them, I think a lot of people agree with you. I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people agree with you. And I think a lot of people have a hard time coming to terms with the fact that they might agree with you about something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I've, I've said something that, that has been in all of our heads, but you just didn't have the either the stupidity or courage to fucking say it. Yeah. I mean, your, your views on religion, I think well, ultimately all of us lay in bed and go... Is there really someone out there? Yeah, my, I mean, my I find because religion is huge here. Like we, we've got religion in the UK, but it's very much the opposite. Like you don't brag about it. Like it's not. You, you, I've never, never heard the phrase "proud Christian" in the UK, dude. I want to show you my favorite. My favorite couple is this couple, Kristen and Danny. Yeah, I want to get you into loving them as much as I love them. Yeah, because they are faith based. Sp- Public speakers who yeah. do internet car karaoke videos. Great. Dude. I'm sold. They're both beautiful, but the way they talk, yeah. it gives you like chills sometimes because they're like, they're like, uh, I think they'll go from like, they'll go from like real casual to like, and I think if all, if we all trust in the Lord and you just, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I forgot that's what we were talking about. Yeah. 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 But that's about, I don't mind. Like, I, I have an uncle that's a minister. I have a religious father. I was raised around fucking religion. I just... My beliefs, I don't believe there is a God. I don't believe there's any sort of hippie fucking afterlife. There's no higher consciousness. There's no higher power. There's absolutely none of that. We're all a statistical anomaly floating on a rock through an infinite space. There's no meaning to life. And we're all going to die. And you ultimately don't matter. Now, you can disagree with that. But deep down, we both know I'm right. But if you have a belief that makes you feel a little bit... I disagree with it. Because that's why I drink. I don't fucking... Like, I'm, I get terrified to think... I get terrified when I think, so it just goes black again? Yeah, but, but like, people think, like, being, especially over here, people think being an atheist is just, like, you must be fucking miserable because, like, you do not think God has a plan and all this stuff. I'm like, no, no, because the truth, which is my belief, because all my beliefs are obviously true because that's how they work. <laughs> <laughs> I think the truth is a thousand times more interesting, right? For, for you to exist right now, your parents had to fuck, like, with in the minute that they fucked, right? Had they fucked a minute, had you had your dad come a minute later or a minute earlier, or if it was a fucking different position, it would have been- I used to have a joke about if that one time you got caught jerking off, that changes your kids forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they're just like, I've seen the side that I never needed to see. Mom, you killed my son. <laughs> <laughs> so like for you, for you to exist, your parents had to bang at that exact fucking moment. Otherwise you would have been an entirely different person. For and, real, but for real, oh my God, you're giving me a panic attack. No, because like, there's fucking 10 million how much jizz in a fucking load how much semen is in a load 10 10 million or something yeah fucking loads any one of those could have gone into that fucking egg specifically had it been a week later you would have been an entirely different person now for your parents to exist their your grandparents had to rail each other at the moment that they fucking railed each other and that can and their parents and their parents and so on and so forth so that's why I'm a miracle that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Every single one of us, statistically, none of us should fucking exist. Yeah. Like it's, it's an unfathomable amount of billions to one. Yet here you and I are sitting right here talking about fucking jizz. Like, yeah. So I feel like every single one of us, I think it was a fucking Richard Dawkins quote, which is, I'm going to die and that's why I'm lucky. Wait, the guy who played for the Hawks? No, no, no. Or the, the, and I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking of Daryl Dawkins yeah, yeah, who played yeah. for the 76ers. Richard Dawkins, you know, the, you know that annoying atheist? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's got some good points, but then yeah. you're just like, oh, d- just do shut the fuck up occasionally, though. So wait, so uh, I, I've been getting panic attacks lately. I haven't been drinking a lot lately. That's, the, That's why you're getting panic attacks. It is. I think, I think I said to my daughters the other day, I said, I'm cool with you. If you want to smoke weed, that's fine. 
when you're older. I don't want you doing it too young because it'll fuck up your brain. Yes. And and then they said, when did, was the first time you smoked? And you lied through your teeth. I did. I did. <laughs> I definitely lied. I definitely lied. I definitely lied. I wasn't going to say fucking 13, 14. Yeah. Because yeah. my daughter's 14. Yeah. So you, and so I said 17, which is, by the way, is I mean, it's just such a fucking leap. Because I was smoking it solid until I was 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at 17, I was like, I'm going to take a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when you retired from yeah, the game. Yeah, I was like, bit. I'm going to take baseball seriously. I'm going to fucking, <laughs> I want to get into college. Yeah. By the way, and so, but I have been having panic attacks because I, I don't know the right way to say this. Maybe you can figure it out. I can't help but not see an inch from behind my eyeballs. So I see the world as Bert seeing the world. Yeah. Like it's almost a little meta where I go, I can't believe that th this is Bert seeing this. It's all, it's almost like, oh, so you don't, you don't feel that you're you. Uh, uh. I feel like I'm, do you remember, do you remember, um, in, uh, being John Malkovich when they became John Malkovich yeah. and they saw just an inch behind what John Malkovich was saw okay. seeing. That's what I'm seeing. So you think you're you're somebody else living Burt Kreischer's, or at least witnessing Burt Kreischer's life? Yeah, I had a full blood. But you panel. get to make decisions on behalf of Burt Kreischer, which is fucking handy. Well, that's where I think we get and into you get trouble. to fuck his wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, <ooh. laughs> uh, the I had a full blood panel heart exam. I did like a full doctor's visit, and I think that it was stemming from that. I think it was panic based on my yeah. lifestyle. And Did you pay for that healthcare? Yeah. Suck it, nerd. <laughs> wait, wait, but how, but, so wait, when you go to the doctor, do you just go like, I just what? go, I just walk in. I, my, one of my jokes has always just been like, whenever my friend, American friends come over, I just run out and go in the middle and pl I just play in traffic in the middle of the street <laughs> and then the ambulance arrives and they're like, you again and I'm like, me again <laughs> and then they jokingly get a, a bill and they're like, we're just kidding, come on, we're a civilization. <laughs> so wait, wait, when you go to the doctor, like, okay, say you, say you're, do you have like res, res, regular physicals? Uh, no, 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 yeah, I had to go where? Uh, only 28 so it's not yeah I had, to to, young. I had to go to the doctor about uh i had to go to the doctor a couple of months ago because there was a shit ton of mucus in my shit in your shit yeah like a bunch of like it looked like i'd either come on my own shit or like i'd sneezed on my own shit it would look like like i'd done a shit that was about to break apart and spider-man was really upset that it was about to break apart so he webbed it back together so i'm just looking at it and i'm like well that's not there shouldn't be mucus in your shit like if no because that's where that's where your nose is if shit comes out my mouth i'm in hospital like so i have to go oh god i just shit my face <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah blowing your nose but just wiping like genuinely oh. does anyone have any wet wipes i just sneezed <laughs> A fucking air freshener around my neck. So I go in, because, well, I don't go for a bit, because I'm like, well, I'm a fucking heavy drinker. I, when, you're when a man, it, too. You're yeah. like, it'll it'll write itself. Yeah, you look at it and you're like, well, I know what did that. I gotta Everything. stop doing fireball shots. All right. <laughs> yeah. It's not like if I go in there, she's like, yeah, you're a fucking, you drink like a fucking animal. I'm like, yeah, yeah it makes sense. But eventually, you know. I love when they do that, by the way. I, I went into the doctor one time, and I was like, I'm like, my I'm having, my hands are shaking a little bit, and I can't get them to stop. I think I might have MS. And they're like, he's like, you, you reek of whiskey. Is that maybe are you an alcoholic? And I was like, oh, I was almost yeah. like, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so not an alcoholic. Just a professional. Yeah, yeah, like I've, exactly. not, I've not crashed a car or killed anyone. That's when you. I have boundaries. Yeah, please. My mother raised a gentleman. So we just go in there. I, all you do is you phone up and you're like, I need a doctor's appointment. And they're like, all right, come in on Tuesday. And you walk in. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's tit for tat this. Yeah. If I call my doctor right now. I could see her in a month, two months. 
Like oh. If I was like, if I need a doctor's appointment, she could probably, like if I was sick, 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 yeah. she might be able to see me. But if I need a doctor's appointment, it takes forever. I schedule my cardiologist nine months out. Like every nine Fucking months. Fucking hell. Yeah. That's not how By the long way, don't, you want not, to wait to have your heart checked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I do it every nine months. Every Like when I go, I go nine months out, nine months out, nine months out. And I had to cancel my one in June. And the closest they could see me was the other day. Fucking hell. Yeah. It's It really is. I, I don't know what. There is someone right now losing their fucking mind going, Brit, you're a horrible representative of us Americans. It's not that bad. It's because you live in LA. It's Obamacare yeah, yeah. or whatever the fuck it is. But well, there's, Yeah, I mean, look, there's so, so many different arguments about this. But as you've said, I'm like, this is my perspective. Okay. Yeah, we're just talking about the differences. So you call up, you're like, mucus in my shit. Well, well, yeah, but go through that awkward thing where you realize that you don't know the scientific words for things. Because I want to be like, there's snot in my shit because she's a professional. Like, yeah. I wanna, So you're just like, there is mucus... In my and I just didn't. What's the non-offensive word for shit? Fecal matter. Fecal matter. I went for stool. In my, there's mucus in, <laughs> in my, my stool. stool, and I was like, I just feel like a fucking Victorian at this point, like a fucking. F- Especially th- the way you say it. There's mucus in my, in my stool, stool. Gavna. <laughs> and so she's like, yeah, yeah, come in to come in like two or three days. Like if it's an emergency, they'll fucking do it straight away. There's different levels of the NHS where it's like. There's the, I don't want to waste your time, but I'm a bit scared number. You're like, yeah. something's wrong, but I'm not dying. And they're yeah. like, oh, well, can you come in in a week? Because we've got some dying people. And you're like, yeah, no, I can wait a week. And you go in a week and you go in. And I said to her, I was like, here's my fucking symptoms. And she was like, it sounds like you're gluten intolerant. And I was like, no, that can't be right. I, I eat bread all the time. And she's like, and, and are you sh- shitting mucus? And I was like, yeah. She was like, yeah, you're gluten intolerant. It can't be, I have bread all the time. Yeah. And she was like, and she was like, we can do some blood tests. And she took my blood and stuff. And she was like, we can, uh, you know, but it's just try gluten-free for a fucking week. And I'm like, I've refused to, I've made fun of gluten-free people all my fucking life. Oh, yeah. I can't become one of them. Like, that's the worst thing in the world. And I did gluten-free for a fucking week. I'd rather week. be a uh, guitar comic. Yeah, 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 like a fucking musical. No offense, just, Dimitri. <laughs> he's not a, well, he does the guitar, but he's not a guitar comic. Right, well, let's all fucking call the cheat code what it was. <laughs> Cheat code's such a good way of fucking it. B- fucking yeah. kills me. I would love up down him. up down left right left right circle square circle. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I love Dimitri. I'm not shitting on him. He won the Perrier Award. He did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Were you fucking... there then? No, no. Oh yeah, that was like what fucking 15 years <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would have been fucking 30. Oh no, I probably would have seen it. I used to go to the festival all the fucking time. So wait, so did the um? So did you have to go gluten free? Uh yeah. Well yeah, because it, like well she went. She went, you, you're gluten intolerant. I was like, okay, what does that mean? She's like, you need to go gluten free. I'm like, no, but like, if I don't, what happens? She's like, well, you, you, you're going to shit mucus. And I'm like, and that's it. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, well, then I'm not gluten free then. Pizza's like, worth what, it. What, what, what's my, what? My, basically, oh, my shits look gross. Who's looking at my fucking shits? I don't care. Yeah. But now it's getting to the point where sometimes, because it's getting a little bit worse. I just have to look at a meal, a meal and decide whether it's worth diarrhea. And nine times out of 10... It's worth diarrhea. Oh man, I wonder if I'm gluten gluten intolerant. Have Let's, you ever? Because I apparently made myself fucking gluten intolerant. Because I go through periods of tour where you just drink and eat fucking shit, lots of fucking bread, pizza, whatever. And then I would go on a fucking health kick where I would, you know, cut fucking carbs and whatever. And what happens is your body apparently when you go older, your body then just forgets how to break down gluten. So I through fucking dieting for two months every seven like for the past seven years. 
I've now made myself fucking gluten intolerant. Sweet, so you diet. Yeah, well, diet. You're in, like for those of you listening, you're like what a oh when I say stone. Yeah, yeah, wet through. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. I how much does stone weigh? Fucking, I'm I weigh about thirteen stone or fourteen stone. And you're what like a hundred and forty pounds? No, one hundred fifty pounds. Sure. Oh, yeah, let me lift you up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can. You can work it out. So, um, the uh, you could probably bench me. But when I say work, when I say going to diet, I because I'm the opposite. Because whenever, whenever I fucking drink, I don't eat. I'm not. I can't eat when I'm hungover, right? So whenever I go on the road, I lose weight just because, and I get a little fucking punch. But I just drink, and also I'm 28, so my body's just like, oh, we can do this for a few more years. You keep having fun. You can do it until you're 45. Yeah, I've seen my dad. I know where this ends up. Really? Wait, yeah. what's your dad? What's your dad? Is your dad a big drinker? No, he's not a big drinker, but he's no, not at all. But. You know, he was he was skinny like me when he was younger, and then his metabolism just sort of gave up. He's not a fat man, but he's got yeah. he's Scottish. fucking barely. Yeah, he's Scottish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so whenever I go in health case, I mean, it's like me to put on weight. Like I, I'm skinny as shit. I used to have fucking muscles, but whenever you, whenever I drink, the first thing my body eats is the fucking muscles. So when I come back, I'm like, I'm not in shape. People are like, but you're so fucking skinny. I'm like, yeah, but I'm always skinny. I used to be not jacked, but I used yeah. to have. I used to be able to lift things up. Yeah. And then women started fucking me for my personality. And I was like, oh, well, I never need to go to the gym again. Wait, what kind of kid were you growing up? What, what do you mean? What kind like, of like, like, uh, like, I'll describe me and then you describe you. Okay. <clears throat> growing up, I, I was, oddly enough, I was fairly serious. I think my comedy came out of the fact that people laughed when I was being serious. Oh, really? I was most funny when I was really young. I was hilarious. I just didn't know. That I was being funny. Oh, so you didn't know why you were making people laugh? When I was, yeah, the story I always tell is like, in earnest, when I was six years old, maybe seven, first grade, I played second base for the Yankees next to Teddy Church, and a fly, the bases were loaded and a fly ball was hit to me, and I caught it, and then I spiked it, I took my shirt off, and I started dancing. Great. By the way, I wasn't (laughs) trying to be funny, I was trying to do what I'd seen my heroes do. I thought that's what you did. <laughs> oh, so you thought unsportsmanlike conduct was absolutely the... I thought that was par for the course. And I, and my dad was appalled. And my mom loved it. And Denny Sullivan yelled out, put some, put some mustard on that hot dog. And everyone <laughs> laughed. And my dad, I came in and my dad's like, buddy, buddy. Because by the way, when I spiked it, everyone just cleared the bases and then we lost the game. And my dad... <laughs> I mean, that's definitely why people were laughing. Yeah. Because that was you celebrating this amazing thing and then you've absolutely fucked it. I've absolutely lost the entire game, but that was my personality. <laughs> I would say things that I thought... Uh, that I just was... I was a very... Like, I wore a loincloth and knee-high moccasins until I was like 10. Like, every... Like, I'd come home... You want a tiny little Tarzan? I, I like to call myself Wild Boy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would put a loincloth. I, I put that into a story. I have a story about this kid getting struck by lightning when I was 10. And in the story, in the middle of the story the other night, I was in Kansas City and I went, oh, by the way, in the story, I'm wearing a loincloth and knee-high moccasins. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. But explain that bit more. It wasn't until I got to high school that, and this is, I want you to do this for you. Yeah. But it wasn't until I got to high school that I realized I'm not really cool. Like, I'm not as cool as I thought I was. Yeah. Um. I'm not as insightful as I thought I was. And I've had periods where I've dipped back into what I, like I wrote poetry in college. I was in a band in college. But every time it always backfired on me and people laughed. I never really could be the serious guy I wanted to be ever in my entire life. And yeah. so in high school, I learned how to tell a story freshman year because it was all boys Catholic high school. So you could sit at the table and tell a story. And I learned I could tell a story. I was learned I was funny. And when I got to college, I realized, oh, I'm, 
I'm actually pretty quick on my feet. And the part that makes people laugh, I can also add in other parts that make people laugh. And then I got written up in Rolling Stone as the number one party animal, and that's what got me into comedy. And now, and then I think my path through comedy, I've been trying to find my voice. I think I found it the most now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, like, I think I've gotten so much better. Oh yeah, in the like, last five just years. Just literally blow your trumpet. If I fucking watch your special the other night, it's like I've always been a fan. Oh. But that special is like, it's real fucking good. Thank you like, so much. Really, really did. I'm, um, I'm fascinated to watch your second special. Oh, the one that because, breaks people up. Because I know that I know that. You're, you did you there were both Edinburgh hours yeah yeah, yeah. and and I, Ari is a, a pro, big proponent of the Edinburgh hour and I gotta be honest with you I, I'm really toying with the idea of doing Edinburgh this year and doing an hour about working on Travel Channel because I have these stories but I'm working it out like working out before I go there but then in that month crafting it if you want, if you like, I've always said the Edinburgh Festival is the equivalent to two years on the comedy circuit. Yeah, because you guys are performing that same hour every a- night every for single 30, night. Yeah, for 30 nights. There's no one on before you. There's no one on after you. It's just you for a fucking hour, right? And you've got to keep that audience for that fucking period of time. And obviously, there are so many great comedians that, you know, they just do an hour of jokes, which I've, you know, I think those are still some of the funniest fucking shows. Yeah. Just hours of fucking jokes, no themes, no sort of through line or whatever. But then once you you sort of get into it and you do the show every night you, when you just say it over and over again you realise that everything is fucking linked and it's you're not forcing it to be a story but it naturally fucking becomes one and you don't learn that when you're doing you know 20 minute sets a night or even you know the clubs out here are incredible I love this scene but you know you couldn't really do I don't think like a themed show or a full no. sort of in a, in a club they just want 45 to an hour of the fucking jokes which what, is what they want in the states and I believe I could be wrong but I, let me just say my crowds what my crowds want they want to feel like it's in the moment they want to feel like you're coming up with it they the want spot. to hear some good stories but they, they don't want to feel like it's rehearsed they don't want to feel like it's dot 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 um, and but they that, want it to be a little they want it to be um, thumbprinted for them yeah, they, they want it, yeah. But that's what the con of being a comedian is. It's, our whole job is to uh, convince the audience that this is the first time we've said any of this. Dude, Stanhope is the king of that. Yeah. And, and I, Bart is where another one where you just sort of, you see it and it just, you th- you fully believe, even as a comic, you're like, this is just a stream of consciousness. Like, it's just a hilarious stream of consciousness that's just coming out. That's, for me, is the fucking art of it. Dude, uh, when, I, when I went to Edinburgh, and I want to get to the, boy you were to okay. the guy you are today but when i went to embro patrice and i there were there are jokes that and this is obviously eight, probably 18 years ago there are jokes that work that worked then that would never have worked in the states yeah like um ed burns had a joke i fucking love ed burns ed burns was a, probably the coolest guy to me and patrice at the time um he we he was just the nicest guy. We he, drove his, I, I, uh, he was my favorite comic when I was growing up in the UK. Like went to see him live all the time, and then I and we're friends now. But I've never been able to process like because I grew How's up. What's he doing? What's he look like now? That's got to be twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 a bit older. He's looking well. He's got a bit short hair. Still got his glasses. He's got like two kids now. He's and he's still doing comedy. He's still fucking great. Millionaire. Um. I would have. I don't know. I've never. And he had. was so big at the time. Yeah, because he had that fucking Alan, Alanis Morissette ironic uh, routine that just went wh- whatever the old school equivalent of viral was. Yeah, yeah. His joke at the time that Patrice and I, I think we talked to Ed about this, that just would not have played in the states, but brought the fucking house down. Was I'm going to do my Irish accent? I apologize, Ed, if I'm ruining this joke. Ed Burns, listen to my fucking. Uh, <clears throat> 
Me went shopping with me. Um, now I sound like oh, a pirate. Lord. Now I sound like a pirate. <laughs> That's, have you learned the Irish accents from the Lucky Charms accents? Yeah. Me went shopping with me, girl. Me's, we's were looking for a bed. And the lady said, I got this bed. And I said, that could sleep three. And that's all me said. Is that, you know <laughs> yeah, the joke? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How, does, what, how does it go? Uh, yeah, I went bed shopping with my wife. We had an argument because we walked in there. And she went, here's the king size bed. And I said, oh, I could sleep three. And that's all I fucking said. That's all I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's a lot better than... My fucking rendition. No, no, I enjoyed yours. It made me feel homesick. Me, <laughs> me feel- jumped off me <laughs> rainbow and grabbed me pot of gold. Yeah, you, you seem to think that Irish people don't know the word I. I, I, we, yeah, yay, said. <laughs> ye said. So, um, but at, at Patrice and Rich Voss and I were sat in the back and we're like, that was in New York at the time, that mm. would have gotten, like, in the clubs we were doing. Now, yeah. we were doing a lot of urban clubs, just Black people are just so much, their taste is so different than that wordplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. want, they, I say black people in Puerto Rican, but that's who Patrice, me, and Rich were playing to at the time. And it was so, it was so disarming to watch Russell Peters at the time was doing a one person show in the assembly rooms. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was maybe sat a hundred people. Um, Russell Peters was on the street handing out flyers to his shows. Whenever you saw Russell Peters, even if he knew you, would put a flyer in your hand. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's the game. Yeah, uh, Ali G was there. Fuck yeah, Ali G was walking around handing out flyers. He was outside of Late and Live. Yeah, 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 is that the place? Yeah, Gilded Balloon, the old Gilded. It must have, you must have been at the old Gilded Balloon. Were you there before or after it burned down the first one? I don't know. Oh. There was a guy to this day that I think is one of. I, Ross Noble? Yes. Yeah, Dude, yeah. that guy fucking blew me and Patrice away. He's fucking I, great. Voss, uh, Voss didn't drink, so he never stayed out late. Yeah. Patrice didn't really drink, but he always stayed out late because it was always a chance of getting food late. So me and Patrice w- did everything together with his girlfriend. His girlfriend had dated a Scottish... Or no, his girlfriend at the time was Scottish. Oh. His girlfriend at the time was Scottish. And so we had all these rugby players we'd hang out with. Mm. And we went to Late and Live and we watched Ross Noble... And he did the 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 thing that we we went up to him afterwards. We're like, dude, you'd murder in New York. And he was like, ah, I have no me has no uh, ways of getting. I have no nothing. Yeah, Whatever he said. Yeah. And so and his Jordy accent. He did he did this bit about uh, the theme song for Murder. She wrote. He was like, he was like. Once I get it stuck in your head, it's stuck in your head for the rest of the day. Okay. And he did the theme song for Murder. She wrote, and then. He'd do a joke and he'd go back in the theme song and all, all our brains were still singing the theme song of murder she wrote. And he's like, I told you. It was like, but he was wearing like, he was like, it was like a prop act. He was wearing like ski goggles and like a big like. Yeah, he still hasn't fully found, found his voice yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't even know what he's doing. Oh, he's now. still, he's huge. In, um, really? Yeah, he's huge in Australia and huge in the UK now. Is he he's, Australian? Um, no, no, he's, he's Geordie. He's the same as Kai. Kai. What's Geordie? Geordie's Newcastle. Yeah. So that's basically the furthest north you can go in England before you get to Scotland. Okay. So it's uh, Newcastle. They're the ones with uh, the fucking weird accents. Like when you meet Kai, I know Kai obviously very well over the years, so I can understand him fully. I look forward to you meeting Kai because you will click on, but there'll be just be points when you just go, dude, slow the fuck down. Like, really? uh, yeah, there's points when Kai and Ari are talking and I can just see in Ari's eyes, he's like, I missed seven of the words there. And at this point, it's just, it's an Ikea conversation. Like, I'm just going to try and piece the 
bits together and work out what you actually fucking meant. So what kind of guy were you growing up to like, how did you, to who you are today? And is there a connective tissue that you find in your personality today that was there when you were a young kid? Um, yeah, I was a, I was a fucking horrible kid and not in any sort of, um, not in sort of any sort of like violent way, but I was just, I had fucking, it's not necessarily evil thought. This makes me sound like a fucking sociopath, but like I just right now, everyone's like, "Did you spot trains?" Yeah, no, no. I was just, I was, and I, I don't know why, but I was an unreasonably fucking angry kid. I remember, and I have a very happy upbringing. My parents are together. I have the most loving family in the world. Brothers and sisters. Uh, my sister passed away when I was nine. Uh, oh, and that was in yeah. Oh no, I talk about that in my show. And then not uh, the one I saw. Which one? Did, did, did dark? I saw the first one. Oh, Dark is the one where I speak about my sister. Yeah. Wait, where? Where? The, the, the entire last twenty minutes. Oh, well, you right. must have you must have watched Jigsaw instead. Then no, no, maybe I did. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So wait. What? What was? Uh, I might probably saw Jigsaw. What, yeah. what, what? How did your sister pass? Oh, she was. Uh, she had cerebral palsy, so it was just health complications. Are you serious? Yeah. I dated yeah, a chick with cerebral palsy. Yeah. She was. Disabled. And we t I took her to Scotland. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she had very mild. Oh, palsy. Josie had like the severe fucking. Uh, cerebral palsy and stuff like uh, but that was so uh, you know I, I was Josie was two years younger than me so I was raised I uh, went from like being an only kid to my parents then having uh, a severely disabled daughter and my mom I've spoken to my mom in deep detail about this she was like she feels bad because when Josie came around, Josie needed a lot of care, so she felt she like she they ignored me or something. So I became quite independent just because Josie was in hospital constantly because cerebral palsy is a fucking bitch and she has seizures and whatnot. But I, you know, uh, I don't. That was just the fucking life I was used to. So I became quite, and my mum travels a lot with work, so I was always quite independent and. I uh, sort of have to be alone uh, and we always made jokes about everything like we found my sister's situation the funniest thing in the world and like one of the bits I didn't put in the special the first time I made my parents laugh accidentally after Josie died was uh, the day of the funeral I wasn't allowed to go to the church service because I was an angry little atheist and they just didn't trust me to not be like this is stupid and like it doesn't matter that it's stupid it makes everyone else in the family happy yourself a little cunt yeah um, but I was allowed to go to the uh, bit where they fucking bury her and the hearse turns up now I'm nine years old I've never seen a fucking hearse before the hearse turns up and just my nine year old eyes apparently light up and I just went ah, limo <laughs> and it took and my parents went well, and I'm like that's a fucking limo and they're like it's not a limo right? and I'm like I've, I've seen cartoons that is absolutely a limo and I was I was smiling in this fucking heart my parents were just like we've raised a fucking idiot the wrong one died like this is just like and I get there and my teachers are there and I'd never seen teachers outside of school so I'm just waving to my parents are like he just doesn't he's not processed fucking that's any fucking of this great so I was always raised with like and my parents found that so funny and every Everyone found it so fucking funny. You laugh at the fucking sad and tragic. Whenever something bad happens, it's a race to make the first joke that makes people laugh. Well, right? I think if it's, I, I think <clears throat> there is a weird thing about n normalizing, normalizing stuff that isn't normal to other people. And it's, I, I one thing I've, I've never been able to put my finger on it. I, I have a bit about it about white knighting things. Yeah. But when you go in and go, whoa, 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 you don't get to make jokes about that. Oh. And, then, and they're like, hold on. And then you find out like. Uh, uh, a friend of mine, I won't say his name, worked in um, a, uh, worked at an institute, uh, like a pl uh, institute, a place for Down syndrome. Yeah. Where they had Down syndrome, he worked there. And one night, we all were telling stories, and he told a story about working there. But he he missed a very integral part of saying 
that he worked there because his brother had Down syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that's how he got the job. He just left that out. <laughs> well, he got the job because he knew a guy? Yeah, because he knew a guy. <laughs> he should have put that in. I was, I'm going to tell him. But and, and he was making jokes about it, yeah. about the experience. And people just thought he was making jokes about it. And he got really angry. It was because people get offended on behalf of oh, other people. It's uh, People have done... Um, I've genuinely done a TED talk on offense again, people getting offended on behalf of other people. And people go, you can't because it's empathy. And I'm like, you can't transfer offense. I often think people get offended by things. Because it, I truly believe it comes deep down from a fucking bad place. When people get offended on behalf of disabled people, this is a bit I say in the show, you have... Deep down, the reason you're getting offended is because you think those people are weaker and need to be protected, and yes. you've nominated yourself to protect them, and they didn't. And I find that a thousand times more fucking condescending. Nobody asked you to do that. You don't get to be like, you can't. That person who I'm offended, they're allowed to say that offended me, and in that case, I'll we'll have a fucking discussion. Yeah. I'll apologize once I understand why what I said fucking upset you. But you don't. Oh, my friends, uh, my friend's sister's son is autistic, so I'm offended on behalf of him. No, 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 no. Your friend's sister's allowed to be offended. This fucking son's allowed to be offended. But and also, if people who have grown up with anyone who's got any form of illness in their life, and I'm talking anywhere from if your parents or people you know have had cancer, those are the people with the darkest senses of humor and they never get to let it out because when you're going through grief and stuff and you're going through this hard time all you want to do is fucking make jokes because it normalizes it and people don't let you right they wrap you up and they remember when my fucking people wouldn't say the word sister in front of me like because they, 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 and i'm like no fucking i want my life to go back to normal so i can process this in a normal way and also like fucking dark jokes are the it's People think you're belittling a subject, right? But when you make fun of something, right? I, I agree in a sense. But when you belittle a tragedy, what you're doing is you're making it seem smaller, right? You, you're literally making it smaller. And by doing that, it has so much less power over you. The second you laugh at something, it's fucking ludicrous. Like, yeah. if, like if you have, a, like, I remember my friend had a fucking cancer diagnosis and the second they learned to fucking laugh at it, it was just so much, and then all we do is make fucking cancer jokes at them. Just every time you've been like, "Can I book you in for next year?" I don't think we'll be able to book you in for next year. <laughs> and outside of that conversation, people are listening and they get fucking upset. But why are you trying to stop me laughing? My buddy, uh, my buddy uh, Keith had a stroke. He's a comic in New York. Yeah. Uh, he's, I think he's talked about it. It's not. I mean, it's not a big deal. He's fine now. But he had a stroke, Keith Robinson. And Bobby Kelly texted me and said, hey man, just a heads up, Keith had a stroke. And I wrote back, he goes, just a heads up, Keith had a stroke, but he's fine. And I wrote back, is it worse than Patrice's? <laughs> and, and Bobby wrote back and he was like, wow. <laughs> That's good. But I, I live for that. I love the jokes. I love fucking going over the... Dude, when, when Ralphie died, Segura posted a picture on his Instagram and the, the title was, uh, Ralphie, you were one of the best. You're one of the greats. Um, I miss you, brother. You know, safe travel, whatever. And then put a picture of me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the way a comic's brain work works. I, I have a bit about uh, people standing up for, like, people getting offended on behalf of people. That is, But I, I always get caught up in the introduction to it because I feel like some people, I feel like, I find it to be absolutely offensive when you 
get offended on behalf of someone. Yeah, they, yeah. So I find it so so upsetting that you're like, no, no, I'm going to do it before that because they don't have the strength, they don't have the soundness of mind to be upset on their own behalf. So I'll do it before for them because I'm more educated than they are. I also think there is nothing more, and I say this as a huge fucking narcissistic ego. There is nothing more narcissistic than being offended by comedy. What you've done as a person is you've gone out to see a comedian. Uh, you are, by the way, you are winning every single one of my fans right now because yeah. they're like that is th that is the one through line you will have on podcasts. You can talk about like Ashling. I love Ashling. I think she's fantastic. She's great. And but you know when you when you start like getting into gender politics and and I think I think a lot of people start digging their heels in the sand. Mm. The one thing in this po in the podcasting universe that is universal is like, dude. Being offended by comedy is straight up narcissism. Yeah, you sit there and you go, this person who doesn't know me, has never heard of me, they said that thing just to upset me. You're a, If I say something that upsets you, in your head you're going, Daniel Sloss knows who I am, knows my life situation, he knows I listen to this thing, or he knows I'm going to see him like, and he specifically wrote this thing to fucking upset me and only me, and you know what, it worked and now I'm upset. I'm like, I don't know you. Like, And also, if you're fucking offended... I get offended by things and yeah. I just go oh, now I'm offended do you want to hear something fucking insane so uh, the this blew me the fuck away is that the, the uh, oh, what are you smoking I'm, it's just it's just nicotine I'm, I'm, I'm a fucking vapor and I get so much shit for it rightfully so but like it's the only good thing I'm doing to my life that people insult me with I'm like yeah. I'm trying to quit smoking they're like you fucking vape you gay <laughs> you vape I'm like I'm trying not to die I'm cutting out one of the things in my life that do you, how long are you here for uh, I'm in LA until Monday okay I have a I, do you smoke marijuana fuck I what what's that fuck mean? I yes oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean I means yes yeah, so yeah. do you have yes. a vape pen uh, my, the guy I stay with does, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, I was going to give you one. I have a bunch floating Oh, out. in that case, I'll absolutely tell okay. you. In that case, no, I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, thing that, um, the thing that drives me fucking nuts is... Uh, oh, this is what I was going to say. So the... Everyone can have opinion on it. I'm not saying... I'm not, I, 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 I know everyone's split on this, but the Serena cartoon that came out mm. that was in the Herald yeah. Sun. Yeah, yeah, in Australia. In, in yeah. Australia. I, by the way, I, I do... I grew up in the South. I found that racist, but I grew up in the South. But I'm, but I'm not, I'm not stamping that guy as a racist. I'm no. just saying, as a regular person, what I think a regular person does is they see it and they go, "Ooh, that's a little fucked up." Yeah, yeah, that was my reaction. Like it made me. I was like, "Oh, I was, you just <laughs> yeah. went. You really fucking missed the mark with that." I thought so. Now, but, but when they doubled down, you were like, "Oh, and now it's racist." No, but no, when they doubled down is when they got my respect. I was oh, like, really? I was like, "Oh, yeah," because I, because I want. Here's what I, 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 that's not my point of bringing this up. I like an employer standing behind his artist. I like that his artist says, I was not being racist. Mm. This is my take. I've done this across the board and I, yeah. and I, and I stand by the art I create. And I, I stand by that because I will say fucked up things on podcasts. I will say fucked up things on stage. I will say things that actually cross the line. Yeah. But I would hope as my fans, as, as my employers, the people who come to see me, that they will stand behind me and go, I know Bert. I know he's a good guy. Yeah. And I'm going to still keep coming to see him because even if he is wrong and he admits that he's wrong, but he's saying he's not right now, I know that he's got a good heart. Yeah. I love when they double down. Now, here's what's fucking fascinating, right? This is a little subreddit of this thing so i 
I do get obsessed with that stuff. I don't talk about it on my solo podcast because it doesn't. I feel like it alienates people and mm. it causes riffs yeah. more than it, more than it gets me views. So, but I got into reading what people wrote, and a guy wrote. Uh, she threw a temper tantrum. Uh, mm. The girl had a blonde ponytail. I think the cartoon's fine. Call a spade a spade. I mean the language there. <laughs> yeah, right. Now but here's but here's what's interesting. Fucking pe- white people blow up on this dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How fucking dare you? How dare you? And I guess this guy must have lived in Tasmania or somewhere, one yeah. of those in, in Australia. Yeah. And he was like, "What? What do you call a shovel?" And the guy's like, "Huh?" And he's like, "That's a saying." And yeah. then he took it and then posted it and then and then a black person went in, by the way, yeah. and goes, hey, man, he may not have black people where he lives, and he may have never used that term um, to refer to a black person. Yeah. He may think he's really call a shovel a shovel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He just chose the exact but a black, wrong a black fucking- person jumped in to this white flight fight fucking white knighting of it yeah. and goes, hey, guys. I don't think he meant that. I don't think he meant that. He's look where he's from, and I, I'm yeah. not. I say Tasmania because of the net, because apparently, oh yeah, that's they're just enough. horrific human beings. Yeah, they're the yeah. fucking Alabama on steroids. By the way, yeah. I can't wait to tour Tasmania. Oh, it's great. It's, I can't I've, wait I've, to I've tour Tasmania. Tasmania. Fucking... I think I'm gonna murder in Tasmania yeah. based on her depiction of Tasmania. <laughs> I think I'm gonna fucking light the room on fire. Yeah. they're it's, gonna be like, it's, wow. It's yeah, you'll enjoy Tasmania. He can they're take insensitivity to the next yeah. level. But I also think the other thing a lot of people miss is the intent like i think we've become too fucking focused on words like i've the thing i've always said words are not inherently offensive right they get used so basically my sister when my sister was born the doctor said to my mother she was like your your daughter's a spastic right because that's the fucking medical term for what Josie had she was she was a spastic right she was spasticated but the problem is a bunch of cunts heard the word spastic and started calling people who weren't spastic spastics and now we all get uncomfortable by the use of the word spastic spastic was there was no evilness in that fucking word until cunts started using it to demean people that weren't spastic and now and I can guarantee people I can see you now it's a fucking word that makes us all fucking flinch Dude, intent changes words right i miss that word so much it's a funny fucking word. spaz yeah when i was a kid they would chant spaz but i didn't know that that's what it came from but yeah, yeah but it's also like if you for me when people say the word spaz right and this is again other people getting and this, i would say the same with the word fucking retarded right my sister was retarded again if you go back to how the word started she was mentally retarded it means late it comes from the french word retarded which means like slow right slow sorry that's what, all it means is slow and it was, but then a bunch of people started using the word fucking retard to call yeah. people who weren't retards retard, and now retard is an offensive word. But as someone who grew up with someone who was a spastic and a retard, when you say those words, even you saying that it's, about oh, your sister, I hear it and I go, yeah. I, I go, whoo. Yeah, but, but, but I, we both know I love my sister. Yeah, yeah. So there's no, when I use those words, there's no hate in them. Yeah. Right? And unfortunately, I would never use them in, you know, I would never use them on stage because I can't be arse fucking putting this caveat in each every time I explain my thing. But whenever you say the word retard, I don't think of my sister. Yeah. Like when you go, if you were to call someone retard, I would go, oh no, my sister. I go, oh, fucking Trump. Right? That, words can change. Yeah, yeah. And I just think it's, 
you know, I, but then again, on the other side of things, I guess, you know, I've never had the word, I guess, you know, as somebody who's not disabled, f f fully able-bodied, I've never had that word shouted at me in a genuinely malicious way. So I guess I don't, you know, know yeah. from that side. I think that was the, uh, Sug Sugura had a bit about it and Stanhope, I think they both had very similar bits about it, mm. about, uh, it was, but it was about in the intent mean the, the 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 definition becoming the thing the guys say about it that that like whatever you call them now yeah. that's what i'll call my friend yeah 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 stand up yeah whatever whatever word you change it to i'm gonna use that one because every yeah yeah you chase it down that fucking here's hole. here's where i'm gonna slippery slope because i'm i'm i and correct just write my boat because i'm okay with a hint of political correctness. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm okay with, I'd say I'm okay with political correctness, but I think nowadays that means that you are far left liberal, like evergreen university chanting, unfold your arms. Like uh, you're, you're, have a, you're standing in a threatening posture. Yeah, I don't mind political correctness if in the sense, if you, if you say, oh, by the way, you using that word upsets me, because, like, for example, right, the word faggot, right, is I still, th I think it's a funny fucking word. I don't use, I would never use it on stage. I would never use it as a genuine insult. But with my gay friends, it's, the, it, it, we use the words all the time around each other because they know that there's no malice intent and it's, you know, the way uh, joke works. But if, I would never say it on stage because I've never had that word shouted at me with, maliciousness and hatred intent so i so i just wouldn't so if i don't want to accidentally offend someone if i intend to offend you yum 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 and i can do it without any of the bad words like if yeah. i intended to offend you i'd make you fucking cry right <laughs> yeah so for you to be like you offended me i'm like no 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 no. you got offended if i offended you you would be reevaluating your entire fucking life never doubt that's funny you offended me no 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 you got offended yeah yeah, yeah. trust me that was a that was shrapnel from what I was yeah, trying to yeah. do. Oh, you want to get offended, cunt? I'll fucking offend you. And I will, oh, I can, I'll go to the core. You think I can't cut deep? The, yeah. the secret to insulting someone is you never go for their first two insecurities because those are the ones they were insulted for their entire life. You go for the third one. That's the why. One, I, that's, the one they think people don't know and you ram it home. That's why I can't do roast comedy because I say the thing that isn't funny, it just hurts. And I, I'm not good at, I'm not good at the thing that like, I go for the thing where they go, Hey man, easy. And you're yeah. like, and I'm also such a nice guy that I think people go, wait, you thought that? Yeah. Um, it's, that's really interesting. It's an interesting statement. I didn't try to offend you. You got offended. Yeah. I, I used to say about... Also, the, if I wanted to offend you, I wouldn't have to try. I'd fucking do it and I'd nail it. If I wanted to offend the world, I could do it within, I could do it, I reckon, in under 10 words. Yeah. Like, if I really wanted to offend people, you think I'd need an hour to do it? Dude. You think I'd need a fucking Netflix special to offend everyone? I'll do it in under five fucking minutes. I can, I have an ability. Do you ever, do you ever go too hard at an audience too quick? Like, 100%. someone gives you something and you just, they catch you off and you, light, you light in. But 
almost like you didn't like the 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 most notorious one I've ever heard. The probably the most agree. Now I say egregious. I don't mean it like that. I always side with comics, even when they're fucking totally wrong. Yeah. And I think that's what happened with Michael Richards is that he wasn't a comic. None of us sided with him because mm. he was coming in and taking our spots and kind of being a dick. And I think yeah. when that went down, like if that was Dave Chappelle, mm. everyone would have been like, when Daniel Tosh went down, everyone defended him. Yeah. Everyone defended Tosh. Um, yeah, because we, yeah, no, we stick together. And also, it could be any one of us. Anything we could be any, any fucking one anyth- of us. Anything we've said could be taken out of context. And also, like, I have had in my past, I've had horrific opinions in the past. I probably have some horrific opinions now that I'm going to disagree with in the future when I get further fucking educated. Yeah. I'm allowed to, I'm, we're all fucking learning. So if people, you said this, you're like, yeah, I was a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, and I don't, the reason you want me to apologize isn't because you're going to accept my apology. The reason you want comedians to apologize is because they upset you and they had power over you. And, and you want them, want them to apologize. Because it's a power trip. And that's why I will never, I will refuse to apologize. I will make the changes. I'll learn my lesson. I'll change my language. I'll donate to whatever fucking charity the thing I upset. And I will actively try and improve myself as a person. But I will never fucking apologize because I know that it's a power trip for you. You're not doing you're not making me apologize because you were the one upset or offended you i had power over you and you hated that and now you want power over me and you want me to bend the fucking knee and you can absolutely suck a dick i'm fucking obsessed with this opinion i'm obsessed with this because i feel that's what happened with the norm thing is that he didn't even do anything and they wanted him to bend at the knee yeah and he like norm like he you know i think because it was a, it was an article as well. Like it, it was an a, article, and he was taken out of context. He yeah, was taken so, out of context, and he was misrepresented in w- the way I saw it go down. Yeah. He was mi- misrepresented. Now, I, I, even after that, I think Norm probably made one of the most hilarious apology tours that will ever go down in history. What was that? Oh, you did you follow it the way I followed it daily? No, I didn't. Norm is a. Everyone listening to this knows I am. I am a ride or die motherfucker with Norm. Norm has made me laugh so many times. There are jokes I tell two people at like dinner parties when they're like, and I go, this is a Norm joke. You're going to love this. And Norm is just, he just is, he's one of, the, first of all, he's the sweetest guy you'll ever meet in the yeah, world. Yeah, I imagine that. The sweetest guy in the world and very kind. When I first met him, he, and I don't even know if he was being truthful, but he was like, he was like, hey, I walked in the backstage in the green room and he goes, Burt Kreischer, huge fan, and gave me a hug. He, by the way, he didn't need to say that. No. He's probably lying, but it made me feel so good. And I went, dude. And he I, he didn't even know what a huge fan I am. Yeah. So he said in an article, uh, they they were he's promoting his Netflix thing. And I'm sure, by the way, he wouldn't even want me rehashing this because he's like, let it go away. Yeah. But I think it's fair to defend him in that he was trying to say he was working with Roseanne when Roseanne's shit went down. He called Louie and he said... I don't know. I, he said to Roseanne, I don't know how to, to handle this. I don't, I've never been in this situation. Yeah. Only Louie's been in this situation. I know you went hard at Louie, and I know you and Louie aren't friends, but let Louie call you and talk to you about what you're going through. No one's been through this, not even the victims. That was this statement, meaning no one's had everything taken away from them instantaneously, professionally. And been shamed. He was talking about globally about this experience Roseanne was going through. Yeah, he wasn't he, trying to claim that what she was going through was anything comparable. To comparable what? to the victims. He was not trying to, but it got taken out of context, and it and and it was two different statements. So it was his front statement, then some verbiage, and then a second statement. And ever and even myself was like, I, and when I read it, I went, 
okay, the, the, Norm said this. Even vi- victims definitely go through much worse than, than what... You could argue whether or not Louis, how victimized Louis' victims were, considering that they all consented to him masturbating in front of them, and oh, that yeah. you could you could argue the ins and outs of that. I won't because I don't, I don't, I don't have a horse, a dog in this. Yeah. Fight. Also, I don't, I don't value my own opinion on it. Like, that, yeah. People have been like, "What do you think about the whole situation?" I'm like, I have my opinions, but I don't want to give my opinions on them because. People will disagree with me, uh, or they'll or cunts will fucking agree with me. That's the worst. Oh, oh that is the fucking. When, I when would you, rather people disagree with me than certain people agree with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And it's like <laughs> it's I, the, that's almost the better way to get people to apologize <laughs> is have those cunts come up and agree with you. And you're like, you know no, what? I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm I so sorry. Up. I, I got this so wrong. Time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still trying to work out because you know it's it's so. It's so black and white, but it's also still so complex. When we get done this yeah. podcast, I'm gonna I want to share some secrets with you okay. that you're gonna fucking love. Okay. That are so fucking good about how people. That is a that's a bit. You got to do a. That's a bit, man. That's a bit. Well, which is whenever you say something, I would yeah. much rather have people disagree with me and protest <laughs> me than certain sects of America agree with me. Yeah, you just go. I need to. I'm, I'm going to take some time for myself. I'm, I'm gonna really live. fucked up. <laughs> I know no one's protested yet, but I saw someone agreed with me, yeah. and I'm not happy I with s- that. Look, I saw his Twitter handle, and I can only say <laughs> I, I am wrong. I had I had a hundred people explain to me in words why I was wrong, but just seeing one guy agree with me. I was like, oh, I oh. fucked it. I absolutely fucked it. Oh, my God. That might be the mo- I'm almost <laughs> passed out. I just almost passed out. That might be the most brilliant statement I've heard all fucking day. I'm not even joking. That's your thought. That is. Oh, is that fu- my bit? I'm almost certain you came up with it. We just sat we here. Can, yeah, we can listen back, but I'll take it. Dude, that is fucking brilliant. I would almost. That is. In your. If you ever get in trouble, you yeah. apologize. Okay, how, here's the deal. Let's yeah. do this. Okay. Yeah. If we, if either, right now, this is ours. Yeah. Me and Daniel, this is ours. You can't take this. Kai's allowed it. Ari's allowed it. Segura's allowed it. Whichever one of us gets in trouble first. Yeah. Any of our close friends, any of our close group, first one who gets in trouble, their apology should be, uh, I understand a lot of people are protesting. I don't really care about that. What really bothered me is this guy, uh, uh, this guy. This real piece of shit stood up for me. And that's when I realized. Gunsagainstchildreninamerica.com. <laughs> he actually supported me and I am sorry. I've uh, made a yeah. mistake. <laughs> I've got the wrong people agreeing with my thoughts. About- and I need to reassess and take some time for myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Louis, if Louis was like, okay. I know there are a lot of people who think I did it wrong. I didn't think so until Harvey Weinstein said I didn't do anything wrong. And then I'm like, okay, I did something wrong. I really fucked up. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I fucking love that. That makes me excited. When you get like a bit, that just makes me excited where I go... Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, that I can't wait to do it. Oh. Or the first time you do it and it doesn't work, and you've got that. The, I love the stubbornness of fucking comics, right? It's a line I always use whenever I'm doing new material and I do a new joke that doesn't work. Right? I'll turn to the audience. I go, I've, uh, I've been a comedian for eleven years, and you've been an audience for forty-five minutes. I'll tell you what's fucking funny, dude. I I say I've said, and this, and by the way, neither of this. I hope that neither of these come out of arrogance. It's just. If I went into your job and said, I want to start welding, and you're like, hold on one second. You've never welded before. I know you've seen it yeah. on Biker's Build-Off, but it's a little different than what you think. You yeah. can't just no, wear no, sunglasses. No, no, but my friends told me I would be a good welder. Yeah, yeah. And I always say, I will say, think of things in the in the moment that are that are really horrific, like really horrific. Yeah. And uh, and But they make me giggle because that's my brain. 
the and, darkest jokes are the, are the the genuine funniest ones. Oh, and and I will giggle, and they're like, audience is always like, say it, say it, and I go, no. I know your sense of humor better than you do. I know what will offend you. I know what will turn you, yeah. and we'll fuck the night up. Yeah. Like I remember doing that one time. Uh, there was a joke I really liked about Louis had about, uh, and I just had a baby about. Um, uh, he goes, and it, it was what I was going through at the time. So I was changing diapers, and he goes, the hardest part about uh, having a daughter when they're babies is cleaning the shit out of their cunts. And he just kept saying shit and cunt. And I was in a, I was in a. Uh, I was about to do a read for uh, some fucking late night talk show. It was a it was a test pilot, mm. and I saw the video online, and I was giggling about it. And they were like, "What is so funny?" I go, "It's a joke. I don't think it's appropriate for a room." And everyone's like, "No, no, no. We all got good senses of humor." I was like, "I don't know if it's appropriate." And they're like, "Come on, come on, do it, do it, do it." And so I said, it "Was Louis?" He's like, "Shit or cunt?" And everyone's like. Oh, and I was like, "Oh, I knew better yeah, than that." I do. Yeah, I, I, you know, we're all fucking there. I mean, this is absolutely going to sound egocentric, narcissistic. We're fucking conductors. Like, I know, I know how far I can push you, right? Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Sometimes I absolutely get it wrong. Right, 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 right. I like yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. Trust yeah. yeah. definitely. I definitely thought that you guys would like things that I put out, and then I'm like, nothing. Yeah. There's sometimes I'll be like, oh, uh, and I can tell from your reaction. But there's sometimes when you don't react, and I go, no, no, no. I know. I can make that work. That happened to me last night. Yet. That happened to me last night. I oh, hold on one second. Last night I said. Last night, the joke was, I was. It's a story about being on a plane with a doctor one time, and I was like, I was a comedian. I was a comedian, and I and then I I was a it was a like a new workout room at Sycamore Tavern, and I and I was you know it's like maybe not even joking like ten people in the audience, yeah. And I said. Uh, I said, I used to tell people I was a comedian a lot more then than I do now. I wasn't even a comedian. And then I realized there's probably open micers in the room that are like, wait, I'm a comedian. And then yeah. I defended that. And I was like, meaning like I just wasn't doing it professionally. Now when people ask what I do, I go, oh. And I, I used to say, I used to have a joke about saying, oh, I'm an abortion doctor. And then there was a, prem a joke that I'd lead into. But last night I, need, I, didn't, I knew that that had been on an album and, or on my last special. And so I changed subjects. And I said, oh. I invented the rhombus. I knew this was funny. I knew this was funny. I just didn't know how. Like yeah. I was, I was looking for like I was looking the the correlation I was trying to make was I had I my I written a Christmas Carol, but I was like, don't write a Christmas Carol. I think that was in a about a boy. This is all happening yeah. in the moment of yeah, my head. Yeah, yeah. That I was in about a boy. I think that he wrote a Christmas Carol and he made money. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I was yeah. like, no, that not a Christmas Carol. What would you invent that no one could really check up on? And then I was like, the rhombus. And then as I said it, I went, that's funny. Why aren't they laughing? And then I went, no, because I. I'm too young to have invented the rhombus. <laughs> and then, and then I, and, and then, but I'm, but I'm going. That in itself is the fucking joke. First of all, nobody, I don't, I mean, the rhombus must have been invented. Right. Yeah. And so, and then I went, no, 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 no. And then I went, you guys are missing it. Yeah. I'm sorry. My great, 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 great grandfather invented a rhombus. So anytime it's in a textbook, I get residuals. And then they <laughs> laughed and I went, I knew that was funny. You motherfuckers. You almost, you like had I been doubt. younger, I would have bailed on it. But I was like, I don't care. I don't mind the silence, especially with 10 people. It was a great fucking room last night. Yeah. Like, oh, dude, two amazing rooms. The store. Have you hung out at the store at all while you've been here? No, no. I've done, um, I've dude. Done, yeah. Oh, I know. I. But every time I'm here, it's like... Because I've always just been coming over for like hit and run sort of things, like come in, do a show, and then leave. I've, it's been a while since I've stayed. I'm going to be over next year for a longer period of time, and actually, you know, 
You'll hang out in fucking places as opposed wait, wait, to. Wait, wait, so what are you doing tonight? Uh, tonight, it's fucking uh, meetings and fucking all the, the fucking, water, Matt Carson used the term, the water bottle, bottle I tour. Matt, I saw Matt the other night. I went to the Jim Jeffries tipping yesterday. For, oh, for his TV show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. It's real good. Dude, he's so talented. Oh, like Jeffries. Fucking, yeah. th- you know, I, I know that Jim would probably say, now I think everyone knows I'm talented, but I think there are people that just kind of, uh, I think that they almost think that Guys like Jim are like, you know, a liberal gun comic or, you know, whatever. Mm. But like, dude, he is amazingly talented at just the nuance of stand up, of standing up with a beer and running through stuff that he hasn't prepared and it being fucking phenomenal. Yeah, he's got that real fucking conviction and stuff. And he's just got a great comic mind. Like, genuinely, he's been going for so fucking long that you just trust him and he's. Um, he's one of the comics who just go I'm in the audience like oh I'm at ease like I trust so wait, you when do you leave so I go to New York on Monday for four days and then it's the so you're here tour. for the whole weekend yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then are you going to the, you're not going to the store at all you gotta go to the store one night yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll see if I'll see what shows there are on yeah. and see if anyone can throw you up on their show because you gotta perform in the main room it's just yeah. fucking yeah yeah I mean it's definitely fucking dreamlike it's, it's like it. it is now as good as when I did, I did the comedy store in London, and yeah. that was one of the best rooms I've ever performed in yeah. in my life. I mean, I mean, I'm well, because it's my thing with the comedy store in uh, LA. I've heard that it can be a fucking bear pit. Uh, yeah, within different rooms, the OR. Like I would say, I would definitely go um, if you could get a spot in the OR. Do that because you will fail, and it'll be the most insightful failure you've ever been in. Yeah. Like I mean, it just, it just, it. You're going to bring too. You're going to put too much energy into the moment because everyone does. Anyone that goes up in the OR the first time is everyone puts so much value on that because that is the where this comedy started in the in the LA scene. That was the first. That was the first strictly nightclub for comedy. Like there was before that. Uh, it was you know they'd have jazz and mu- and comedy yeah. and then Mitzi said I'm just doing comedy. They had one in New York. They had like Catch a Rising Star, I think. And then Mitzi started the store and it was the OR. And the OR is just, there are times where you go up. It's, if you have a, like I said, if you have a bunch of cheat codes, if you can do a, what what seems like crowd work and slide in a bit, it works. If you can, if you can interact with an audience, it really works. But yeah. if you're going up really working on material, which I believe, in my opinion, is how you use that room to its if you go up and you go, these are new bits. Yeah. This is why I'm here. Here are new bits. Then that room is so fucking valuable. The main room, you'll fucking murder. You'll oh. murder. You'll walk out. Your ego will be swollen. You'll be like, holy shit. Depending on who you follow. Like if you follow Dalia or Bobby Lee, it can be an uphill battle. If you follow Burr sometimes. Yeah. Because Burr literally in like a Hedberg kind of way shifts the way their brain thinks. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there are times where you go okay, how am I going to get them out of Burr into me? For me, it's taking my shirt off. And then all of a sudden they're like, Great. they're like, okay, we're ready to party. Yeah. yeah, Give us the money. But, uh, but yeah, I'll, uh, I mean, if you're interested, I'll see what shows are going. If I know anyone producing a show, the OR is kind of like spoken for every night. Yeah. Uh, but the main room, if anyone's got a show, I'll see if you can like like Tripoli or any of the guys because they, they produce a lot of shows out yeah. of there. And those are fun as, f- I mean, like, and it, the fun part is hanging out backstage. Everyone will know yeah, you. That's, you yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. all the comics will know you because you're special. Just aired. Everyone knows it's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, 
But it's it's amazing. I, I, my again, my favorite fucking thing in the world is Jay. I love talking shop. I know there's so many comedians and wives of fucking comedians that hate talking shop and stuff. I love it. I think it's Dude, fucking my great. favorite. My favorite story ever is uh, like comedy wise. Yeah, is I go backstage at the comedy store in London. London. Yeah. Backstage is boy with tape on his face. Yeah. But he's got tape on his face. So yeah. He's not talking to me. Um. That for those of you not knowing, he's like a mime, a pantomime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very funny. He's great. He like, won, he won uh, America's Got Talent, didn't he? Oh, oh. then I don't know why I'm describing him to anyone. So you know who he is. <laughs> for real, he won America's Got Talent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well then, yeah. he's there. He's a very know, Yeah, and Sam's a fucking dude as well. That's his... Is that his thing. name, Sam? Oh, he's the fucking best. Yeah. Boy tape on his face, uh, which is bizarre. By the way, this is before he's famous. So yeah. I walk back and there's a guy with tape on his fucking face. Doesn't talk. Just Doesn't gets the talk. Audience, audience interaction. It's great. And so um, it really is murderous. Uh, and then like three dudes I don't know. I apologize if if I now know you guys and you were and I'm describing you in a bad way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes I won't say your names. Yeah. And but and don't hold it against me. But this is my recollection of the events. I have a film crew fa- following me. I have a film crew following me through. Um, through Europe, I'm doing a documentary at the time. Yeah. In Amsterdam and London. And I go backstage. And by the way, they won't even let me in the front door at the comedy store. Yeah. I have a guest set. I'm supposed to do a guest set. They won't even let me in the front door. They're like, no, sorry, mate. Not on the list. Not on the list. Yeah. Don't know you. Don't know you. Have a day. Have a, like, the way you can... Being dismissed by a British person is so much more effective. It hurts. It seems so much more bookended. Yeah, it's because it's there's you know we we can go from very polite to um, you're literally being told off. We're like a fucking headmistress, like like a fucking switch of a hair. Yeah, and so I go. That's not I'm gonna say. And so I, I go. All right, fuck it. And then finally the DJ comes out and he's like, "Oh, we got you. I know you're coming. Okay, come on." And he was like, "Look, five minutes, five minutes. If you're doing good, I'll give you seven, but five minutes." And I was like, "Okay." By the way, in my head, I'm like. I don't think I've ever done five minutes. Like, I've done five minutes for late night. But I'm like, what am I going to do in five fucking minutes? And then I was like, all right, let's just get him going. And then I'll do seven and I can tell another joke. Yeah. So I go backstage and and it's all, it's like the real cuntiness of comics backstage. Yeah. It's like, it's because they don't know you and they they don't know me. They don't, they've got no respect for you because they've none. not seen you. They don't know who you are. You're just some fucking yank that's come to our comedy store. Yep. Do, yeah, yeah. And by the way, there is a, there is just to be fair to the comedy store in London, there is a plague of mediocre comics from this country, not cutting the fucking cheese in the States and heading over to the London going, I'm a big comedian in LA. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And everyone going, sure. they've heard enough of that. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so they're like, they're like, uh, it's a tale as old as time. Yeah. <laughs> And so you like, I go on the switch of a hair, which isn't even a fucking thing. And you go, a tail is all this time. <laughs> so, uh, so they, I go, uh, like I, I'm doing once again, horrible accent. The guy's all right, mate. Uh, that's a, that's a good bring one. up, bring up, uh, keep mind the light, mind the light. And I said, I go, here's number one thing. Uh, type fast, get in, get out, mind the light five minutes. Yeah. All right. going to bring you up. Uh, but I'm telling you one thing, this is the greatest club in the world. If you want to walk internationally, and by the way, I'm like, I have no interest in working internationally, none whatsoever. I don't like flying. I don't want to do Dubai. I don't, I probably will never come back to the comedy store. Only meaning like, I'm not flying back here to do spots. Yeah, like, yeah. this is my one time to do it. I'm just here. I want the experience. And he's like, then you better, you better crush this one. All right. All right. And I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, yeah. I go, hey, 
black jokes work really good here, right? And he goes, oh, God, don't even know what you're talking about. We don't even have, uh, uh, Ray, we don't have right away, you guys are. And I, I'm joking. There's no black people in the fucking audience. <laughs> yeah. And then I go, I go, okay. I go, what, 20 minutes? I'm fucking with the guy a little yeah, yeah, bit. Yeah. And he goes, oh, God. Oh, like really upset. <laughs> he's the compare. And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, listen, mate, you mind that light. And I go, okay. So I go on stage and just, I mean, I'm not even, I'm, by the way, I'm, I have it on tape. Oh, no, no, like, tell me you destroyed it. I ripped the pussy out of that room. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was fucking, that was a horrible state, but I, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, but yeah, but the people be like, that's a horrible statement. You go, yes, that's why it, fu- that's why it's funny. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. You, things are funny because wouldn't it be funny if this was my opinion? <laughs> I, I didn't just grab him by the pussy. Yeah, no, not at all. I, and I do seven minutes. I get the light at seven and I'm uh, and I as soon as I get the light I wrap up the joke thank you good night I go backstage and they're all sitting there boy with tape in his mouth is like kind of like like still just not talking up. Yeah. great job <laughs> great job <laughs> and the one guy goes uh, the guy who was busting my balls the hardest he's like I guess you've done this before huh <laughs> and I was like yeah yeah. and he was like oh you're really good and I was like oh thank you yeah. and in my head I was like yeah I've been doing yeah. it for a very long time but but then I just left I had I had uh I had, it was a really great night. It was one of the. It's a really great club. It's real good, and it's yeah. Th- that level of fucking vindication of when you, there's fucking doubters and whatnot, and then you just fucking there's, there is it's and it's narcissism to the point of no return. But oh. fuck me dead, what a juicy donut, dude. I I but uh, I gotta. I wish I'd. I wish I'd known this. I would have forced you to come to the store last night. Yeah, it was a great hang last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I'm not drinking. I'm. I am drinking, but I'm just not. I just got my blood results back yesterday, so I was like, I'm healthy. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know what, Bert? Let's not go rip one tonight. Yeah. Let's fucking and and Bert was like, ah, smoke a cigar. I was having a fucking cocktail. You want to have one? I got one with your name on it. And part of me is like, of course. Yeah. Then the other part of me is like, or do I want to play softball with my children when I'm sixty? Like, oh, that's an adorable way of playing yeah. it. That's gonna, real by the way, by the way, they're going to be like twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you're not going to. Yeah, let's play catch, Dad. I have kids. No, come on, play with me. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I got to get you to the store tonight. Oh man, I'd fucking love it because again, I love fucking drink. I, I, I think you're one of the few fucking comics that I drink like a king, right? I, yeah. I, I can mean we call it the sesh, right? I'm yeah. one of I'm one of the undeniables on the sesh. And uh, I fucking I love getting fucking cunt and maggot and all the other all the other different euphemisms. I for feel like word. I should go to the store tonight. Just fucking. Well, I've got. Uh, what, um, what time is your What time is your? Well, I've got, and I'm meeting other friends tonight. That's the thing. Cause I'm, I hate I hate coming for such short periods of time here because because you like have five up. nights and there's so many people here that I love and I have to see. Are you wait? What are you in New York? I'm in New York Monday. I'm in New York Monday. Fuck I. I mean, but I'm no. I get in Sunday. When oh you, well, I'm there Monday. I think I'm there from Monday until Friday. Monday until Friday. God damn it! I'm I can just, I'll check my thing after. I'm this. in. I fly in Sunday. I'm in there. I'm there Monday, and then I leave Monday and go to DC. Fucking DC. Yeah, I've done DC. I was at Trump's inauguration in DC. Really? Yeah, I got booked for a comedy club, which I can't for the life of me remember the name of the comedy club. But my mate Eric Lampert, who's a comedian who was opening for me, just went. Do you know where in DC? when Trump gets inaugurated and I was like you absolutely shut your fucking mouth that's not true and he was like yeah no he's there and I was like well we we have to go fuck yes we have to go and we went and as someone who was there um, when we saw because we didn't realize how fucking it because it was still like a big fucking crowd but it was afterwards it was the biggest inauguration they've ever had in the United States <laughs> but when we saw by the, the way, fo- by the way by the way fucking Trump has 
He has defined what we're talking about, about refusing to bend at the knee. Yeah, that's it. He has, that's all he's done. I want to say, I wonder oh, if- Oh, you know what? Now that you've mentioned that, this is now that moment where I realize my opinion's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's come, the fact that that's Trump's stance, I'm like, I take it all back. What a horrible stance to fucking have. I was so mistaken. This has come. Oh, oh how so fucking cool. great. How fucking great. So wait, did you go, you went to the inauguration? Right. And, and I'm gonna, look, this is going to sound bad, but uh, don't give a shit. I went, we went because we thought he was going to get shot. Really? Yeah, of course we did. You've had presidents yeah, 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 get yeah, shot yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. And it's you live in a time when there's so many, like all we hear about America is how many guns they have and everything. I'm like, there's a small chance he's going to get shot. And, let's, and also just because it's, it's such a weird thing. Why would you not go to that? So we went down, because also I wanted to try and talk <laughs> to the Trump supporters there because I've obviously heard all the fucking media stuff. I want to, even though I disagree with them, I want to like see if I can, under, like are they actually stupid or do they have, because all I've been told by the left side is that, oh, they're all morons, they're all racist, they're all this. And no. I want to find out if that's true. They're not, they're, they're not. not. And that, that's the biggest problem I have with all of this is that I, I don't think, uh, personally, I don't think, uh, I don't personally. I don't know Donald Trump. I don't like his politics. I'm not happy with. I can't. I can't say I'm not happy with the job he's doing because it seems like the economy is going very well right now. I just think. In, I think in 18 months we're gonna have another financial collapse. Yeah, I really yeah, yeah. do believe but that. All the bleed over from his is again. I, I never get. To, yeah. In fact, you know what? My opinions on politics don't matter. I'm not yeah. gonna fucking say shit because I, I can't back anything up. But. Yeah, but yeah, but it's a lot of the bleed overs. What Obama did. Yeah. A lot of. Um, I don't. I, I. I am personally. I'm not a fan of his. Oh, I hate. But. Uh, but I. But that to say that means that if you voted for Trump, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. There are people who literally just really didn't like Hillary and those were the two options that's what we realized when we were out there talking to them uh, people like because when Obama came out there was a genuinely big cheer and then when Hillary came out there was a big boo and that's when we were suddenly like oh it's not that people like no. Trump it's just that they hate Hillary and that was it. you know we didn't know that also there was one of the uh, this is I find being a dick funny yeah. I think it's the funniest thing in the world I think there's a real art to it there was a Trump supporter there who was doing the finest social trolling and it made me laugh it was so dicky and I disagree with this man 100% but it made me laugh it was just there was people starting the chance of not my president not my president using their fucking free right to protest and he was just stood beside them just going but he is though yeah but he is that's what this is that's what the, that's what this debt but he is dude there's at a, that level of country I was like fucking like I level did, of country oh like I disagree <laughs> I, I don't like that I, you know that I don't agree with his politics I don't agree with that but I'm just like that's a level of pettiness that I can really get on board with there's a group there is a fine line and I you know I, I it's so funny I find myself sometimes fist pumping at guys that are conservative like where I go, yes, yes. Like, and then, and by the, by the way, I do the same for the left. Like, I gotta be honest, and I know this is a very fucking div, 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 divisive, yeah, divisive divisive yeah. name to say, but Jordan Peterson makes a lot of fucking sense. Like, not everything he says, but like, he does make sense. Ben Shapiro, to hear Ben Shapiro argue politics with people, mm -hmm. but a lot of times you're like, God damn it, that guy's fucking dialed in. Yeah. Um, even. Even like someone like Stephen Crowder, who I think is more. I, don't know I think is. Stephen Crowder is a he's, a he's a really interesting guy. I've heard him on Joe's podcast. I've disagreed with things he said, uh, uh, probably, probably more often than not. 
like I think his views on marijuana I don't agree with. I don't, I don't agree with it. He's just a he's but still you hear them and you go yes. But here's what the problem is that I also listen to people like Lindy West. Like Lindy West is very very uh, liberal, uh, mm. feminist, body positive. Like she wrote, she said this thing on about fat shaming and about being fat. And I hope that's the right way to say it. I, I don't mean to call in Lindy fat. Uh, if that's no, not what I she calls it. As far as I know from uh, my friends who are fat and fat activists, they're like, we don't mind the word fat. Oh, yeah, what like, am I saying? I'm fat. What the fuck? Yeah, I get yeah, to say it. I get yeah, to say it. That's our yeah, word. I'm just dropping N-bombs on a, on a fat <laughs> people. And so, but like I hear what she says and I go, that makes a lot of sense. I, you know, I used to think what was happening was the far right would confuse me so much that I thought Sean King wasn't really black. Sean King's this uh, activist. I thought hmm. he wasn't black. I really thought he wasn't black. I thought he was like that uh, that lady Rachel Dolenzens. Oh, do, do, yeah, Dolenzens. And so I, I, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I read his thing, and they're like, Oh no, no, he's definitely black. And I was like, God damn it, <laughs> you fucking! I've been discounting a guy just simply because I heard the trollings of people. Yeah, but like I, I like hearing. If you're a comic, if you're a comic and you can't appreciate opposing opinions, mm. then you're. I don't think you're a comic. Yeah, and it's because like I like hearing opposing arguments. Like, first of all, I fucking love a debate. I love an argument. I think they're the fucking best I thing. I love in the world. a debate so much, and and I and I get so fucking passionate. Like when me and Kai argue, right? It's a debate, but we yell at each other and we sort of scream and people go you guys need to calm down like no no you're ruining this argument now yes because you're deciding that because me and Kai will swear point fucking get personal and then at the end of it it's like and now we're done and now we're still friends because that was a fucking healthy fun fucking discussion people go but it's so scary to watch and I'm like and that's because you're a fucking coward if somebody challenges my opinion properly I'm like oh fuck that stumped me and I love that dude I love it somebody says something that just goes just floors and you're like Fuck, I genuinely had never considered that. You motherfucker. Now I've got to... I mean, I'm still 100% right, but now I have to go away and work out how to beat that argument. Because me, arguments are like fucking game of chess, right? Yeah. I, I argue the way my dad does, which is I don't have to prove I'm right. I just have to prove that you're wrong. <laughs> Right, I don't have to fucking. Okay, say that. I like that. I like that. I don't have to sit here and explain to you why my opinions are absolutely correct. All I have to do is fucking dismantle every argument you put forward, and then I'm still in the middle ground, and I win. God, that's how I fight with my wife. Yeah, yeah. As I just, she'll say something, and I go, I can tear that apart. The I, I would like listening to things I didn't agree with on a podcast. I would seek them out mm. so that I could change my perspective because I thought. If I could find the logic in their, like, uh, in their riddle, in the, if I could find the logic in their argument, then I could find the way to argue that to my audience, and I could find the way to impassion people about the other side. So, like, to my- humanize both sides. That's the thing. Like, the left and the right have split so far at the moment, and I, I say this is one. I'm left wing. Uh, I'm a very liberal. What's that mean? Oh yeah, yeah. What am I fucking saying? I thought because you're from Scotland, it might be something else. No, no, no. I'm a left wing, but I'm not. I'm not the far. I fucking hate the far left as much as I hate the far right. Thank you. Um, I think the far left are uh, cancerous, but I also think the far right, both sides. The people that are making norm bend at the knee based on 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 uh, on fucking virtue signaling are the same that are 
by the way, and I are the exact same as the guys carrying torches. And I don't mean to, I know that, I know that theoretically the guys carrying torches are neo-Nazis. I know that. Mm-hmm. And I know that in the left, they do have, they are trying to, oh, yeah. I, I know the, that everyone's the, got fucking the, nuance to this. The, the right are a lot more, you know, violent with it and scary. And it well, then you look at Antifa, Antifa and fucking the Proud Boys. Antifa's pretty cool though. Dude, I I'm I don't like. like I, I don't know much about Diva. I was literally every bit of information I'm about to give you. I learned from a 30 minute podcast the other day. Oh, that's so funny. It. All that I've learned is from YouTube fights. <laughs> yeah, right. all all I've learned, and this might be wrong, uh, as most of my opinions fucking can be. But basically, here's the evidence I've gotten, and here's the conclusion I've arrived at. They're anti-fascists, and they just turn up and punch Nazis. And to me, I have nothing wrong with any of that. It's, and it's so cool. It's it's so funny when the, that Nazi got punched in the face it's, and everyone was like, you can't resort to violence. I was like, part of me is like, yeah, yes, but, you can. Yeah, but like, yeah, but like, yeah, but don't you find it? Like, don't you kind of sometimes think like, man, I just want to punch him in the face. Just punch a fucking Nazi. Like, and I, like, you know, I, well, I th- what is happening is people are saying, and I think rightfully so people are saying, I am a proud boy and I'm not a Nazi. Yeah. I'm, I, my, I'm, by the way, I had a really insightful conversation with this guy. I wish I remembered his name. He hosts podcast, the gist. And he was, he said that my humanizing the proud boys was unfair. I, I just know, I know some proud boys who were the proud boys. It, that's what I guess. I don't want to say that that's what people are calling the Nazis, but if I I mean that they have to know that that's what people are saying about them. That, yeah. but, but the problem is they're not all. They're saying they're racist. I'm not Nazis. They're they're racist. They're proud of being racist. They're they're the proud boys. They started by Gavin McGinnis. So I actually like the fucking name. Sadly, like you know when a name becomes like stupid is stupid when you hear it, and then it becomes better the more you hear it. Like there was a, a gang in high school called I think the Cavemen. For the nickname Proud Boys. To me, it's heard so lame. Like we're the Proud Boys. That's bloody, where it came a from. Bloody bloody proud little boy. Bloody chuffed is what I am. That's like, what they. That's what it came from. Is he went to a play for his child? Gavin McGinnis did, and it, there was a song. Hi, I'm a proud boy, and he just made it. Gavin McGinnis is the ultimate troll. No. That you know who he is. No. It's it's so much better if you. I, I want to just switch subjects because it's so much better if you know the people yeah, yeah, yeah. involved. Because Gavin McGinnis has been on Joe's podcast a bunch. He he's started Vice. He was oh, okay. one of the guys who started Vice. So I think in in he does he's a, he's definitely uh uh alt light. I think yeah, but alt light. But I, I forget where I was going with this. Um, oh, we've 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 done what we are, we always what do, which we is said go, go off a thousand different conversations, and there's so many. I guarantee this is why I love about podcast listeners is the ones that get rich. They'll be sitting there, and be like, "Go back to the you didn't finish any of your you fucking stories." Fucking, what's one thing we didn't finish? Anything? Okay, Austin's well, oh, not even there's listening. There's He's listening to music so back yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I think no, I I, <clears throat> I yeah I don't I like to hear the other side. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. Um, I have a bit that I did on Conan about my daughter getting her period and throwing herself a, herself a period party, right? I shouldn't have done it on Conan because it, it really burned material. So girl told me, don't do it on Conan. Yeah. He's like, you're going to burn the bit. It, I know it doesn't feel like it, but man, it. a lot of people have seen it. Now, every time I go to do it, they're like, period party. I go, God damn it, you're yelling out the fucking punchline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but there was something in it that I couldn't... Wait, I'm sorry. I've not seen... That bit, so she's she's through a party because she had a period. So fucking great, good honor. That's excellent. I love that. 
it ultimately the yes so my oldest daughter got it had melted down my youngest daughter got it and literally called and was like this is the i mean this is what is funny in it she's like dad um i'm shortening it she's like go to the store i need you to get a red velvet cake i'm throwing myself a period fuck party. yes that's so funny yeah and i was like and i was like <laughs> are you fucking kidding me what a legend of a kid so we threw a period party i think the hack joke i have in it is at the end but there's a premise that i had a long time ago that i could never work out and that was something i noticed and by the way it i worked it out last night on stage it made sense for the first fucking time mm. but the premise was and i said it to my wife i've said it a million times and that is um and this is why i say listening to alternative sources of information things that you wouldn't instinctually agree on like for me it's fucking hardcore feminists i love hearing their point of view as much as i missed may disagree with certain aspects of it mm. or nuances simply because of i'm a guy i love hearing it because there's i do have two daughters and i do try to perceive the world and go i know a lot of my fans are just like me yeah. they hear certain things and and they're like easy I was, uh, come on yeah and so the premise i had was that it was a long time ago I realized that there's a part of my wife that she killed the little girl in her. Like the little girl was dead. Yeah. I couldn't ever find the little girl in any of my wife's friends. It was like the whole thing was that as a boy, you never lose the little boy in you. The little boy is always we there. we don't have to. Yeah, we don't have to. And I've been working this out forever about like, you can't just push my wife in the pool. She fucking loses her shit. You can't just like, there's so many things about her like you could never get her to play dolls with my daughters. Like she would sit and read to them yeah. and do grown up mom things. She'd mom them, but you couldn't like, if we decided to play a game, my wife's like, guys, guys, come on. And it was, it was across the board. I was seeing this in women. I could never work the bit out. One of the hacky young things was like, if you say to a guy in a parking lot with a football, go deep, the guy just starts running. He doesn't question it. Yeah. If you show tits to a guy, you see the little boy in his eyes like, oh fuck, I forgot these were there. <laughs> and so last night, and so I've been listening to all this shit that I disagreed with. And I, and then last night, and but disagreed with because they were talking about me. Mm. And last night, I figured it out. Like I figured it out on stage. There was this girl in this audience and I was, I was, I was doing the period party bit and I go around the front row and I go, where were you? I, I find it interesting to find out where girls were when they got their first period. Yeah, it's like their own very personal 9-11. They always remember <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to steal that. Please do. I'm going to steal that. That's fucking brilliant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so fucking funny. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fucking funny. <laughs> and so, uh, and so this girl was like at home, like four girls on the left were all like, I got it at home. I got it at home. I got it at home. One girl on the right, I got it at home. And then this girl in the center who didn't want to share goes, Ugh, I'm, and she was like, when I was, when I was 11, in fourth grade, I was told by my mom to only wear black pants because it was coming. And so I wore black pants, and she was wearing black pants last night. Mm. I wore black pants every day of my life, and I got it at school, and thank God I was wearing black pants. And I realized, I said, because you didn't want to be humiliated by the boys if you got your period. And she's yeah. like, right. And I went, 
oh my god and i was like i and i'm this is not who i am as a per as a comic but i go it just in the moment i go hey from all the guys i'd like to apologize uh, because we didn't know that we were being horrible dudes when a chick got her period we're like oh shit we got a bleeder yeah. like we didn't know that you don't know but, the ramifications of because you're, you're young and you're stupid and you're arrogant little cocky cunt and my wife said to me this morning i'm sharing it with she goes yeah boys will be boys and I went, that's the big statement I've been hearing on these podcasts I'm listening to is get rid of the boys will be boys club. And she goes, oh, you'll never get rid of boys will be boys. That is boys will be boys. That is why there's still the boy in you. You're still a little boy. And she was like, and that is, there is a, there is a burden a woman carries the day she gets her period where it's like, it's like, it's time to be a young lady. It's time to grow up. It's time to like, and it, it was, it was all opened up for me and I haven't figured it out on stage yet. Yeah. I'm going to take it this week in Madison, but like. Of like, I remember when Georgia got her period and I couldn't throw her in the pool. I remember I grabbed her to throw in the pool. Yeah. We just got the pool. She's like, no. And like turned into a bitch. And I went, what? I was like, you don't talk to me like that. She's like, you don't throw me in the pool. And she matched me as a woman. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And my wife's like, hey, let her go. Yeah. And I was like, you're not siding with her. And I was still this little boy fighting with a little girl. Yep. But I, that's why I love hearing opposing. I think it's it's important to first of all it's the only time you can realize that you're fucking wrong is sometimes somebody can stump you with that fucking argument and then also it's perspective like I didn't you know exactly what you were sort of saying there I started listening more and more to like my fucking female friends because I'm just like why don't you just do this the fucking easy way and they, they go it's very different for me I learned my best friend apart from Kai is a girl um, her name's Jane I've got a lot of close female friends and you suddenly realise the shit they sort of go through oh. and, you start, and Dude. Then, when they explain it to you you go oh I'm a fucking idiot and then I realise oh I'm not and I'm obviously not the only fucking idiot so. and, I, and how long have I been an idiot to your face do you remember when yes all women came out the hashtag or yes it was hashtag yes all women no it, it was it was it was fucking uh, like Line in the sand. Oh yeah, yeah. So every yeah, so every woman has been uh, has suffered several bits of sexism throughout her fucking life. Yes, uh, all women. Because I was replied to the hashtag hashtag not all men are sexist. Right. Yeah. Even though first first of all, all men. I've been sexist before. I've got I've I've got a bit in my stand up now where I'm just realizing like I've still got some inherent sexism in my head. I don't mean to have it there, and sometimes I don't realize it's there. For example, I was dating a girl a while ago, and just mid-conversation, she uh, mentioned that she played computer games, and just I was like, I'll kick your ass at computer games. I'm like, no, you don't know. She could be the fucking world champ. But because I'm a bloke, right, and I grew up playing computer games with boys, <laughs> my brain still goes, girls don't play computer games. And it wasn't until the words left my mouth, and she went, what the fuck did you say? I was like... I'll, I'll kick your ass at computer games. She's like, no, you fucking won't. And it was still in me. I'm like, girls are bad at computer. And it was in my head. And then me and I went to fucking play computer games. And it would be nice if she beat me, but I did fucking destroy her. <laughs> it's, it's better. It's better for the story if she beats me, but I'm pretty good at computer games. Yeah. But it was just this. Du- but I'm pretty good at computer games. Yeah, but I, I fucking teabagged the shit out of her in real life, and then in the game, like she was, she stepped up. She stepped up. She got knocked down. Right, I got rid. She was good at the game. She was good at the game, but she played the king. Uh, but it's what that was one of the moments I'm like God there's I'm still definitely sexist there's oh, yeah. still sexism I don't want to be that but it's all, all men are sexist and not in a malicious way all the time yeah but it's of course you are Amy Schumer tweeted yesterday that like uh, hey guys stop saying I'm afraid to be around women at work or I don't want to now I don't talk to women or compliment them yeah. and I was like well I don't I don't 
know if you're you're right on that because like I definitely have stopped. I've definitely stopped. Like I, I've been more. I think what she's I've just missing being more sexually aggressive to men. Yeah, I, I stopped. I started. Way. I started looking at women and just instead of catcalling them, going ugh, <laughs> just fucking gross. <laughs> Clean yourself up. <laughs> Pig. What are they starting to say? Like, which do you want? Because yeah. like, you've got two options, and none of the ones in between. I I started saying I'm not I'm not afraid to talk to women. I always talk to women, I, but I definitely, and I think what guys it's like people are missing the nuance and things. I go people like people guys are just now a lot more conscious of the way they're behaving, which is what everyone wanted. Which is good. I think the, the fucking stance people are. Uh, uh, with you know the, everything that's happened with the fucking Me Too movement, right? Some people are coming up and be like, "Now some young men are scared to have sex." Good, 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 good. good. Now you good. know how because you know what the opposite was. Feels. Hold her down. Yeah. Fuck yes. Good. Like if, if people now they're young men. Like just when they they're out drinking with girls and they go back, they're scared to have sex with that woman because they're scared. Yeah. Good. None of this is bad. Yeah. This is you should also. By the way, uh, the fucking they're like, oh, what well, is consent? Or do you ask for consent very regularly? Yeah. Do you want to fuck? Are you yeah. Sure? Are you cool with this? Yeah. Are you, are you yeah. cool with this? It's there's nothing like because people go. You know, it's you know, but oh, it's not sexy to ask for consent. I tell you what, it's fucking sexier than sexual assault. Yeah, dude. I I said to his, I had this boy on stage with me, seventeen years old, the other day. He won the. I do a raffle when I do my shows, yeah. and he won. And I was like, uh, I go, hey man, here are the rules. I go, I don't know if anyone will tell you this. I'll tell you this right now. If a girl even hints at no, get the fuck out of the room. Yeah. Even if she's fooling around, going, I don't know if we should do this. You're out. Get yeah. the fuck out. I go, do not fuck around with that shit. Because, yes, there are women. I've, there are women who fucking, I don't know. Are we doing the right thing? And, you know, and that, yeah. but you fucking leave the goddamn room. And the thing about, like. I think you have to leave. I think you just have a fucking, it's, people are so scared of the fucking conversations. Like, you just yeah. sit down. I've been in situations where I'm like, do you not want to fuck? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, we can still fucking hang out. Like, I'm yeah. not, first of all, I'm not just here to bang you, even though sometimes I am absolutely just. But there's. We're both fucking human beings. If we don't fucking end up shagging the brains off each other, we can still fucking chill for a bit. Yeah, and and the whole thing about like it, all the guys that are going now, I'm afraid to talk to women at work. Cool, don't talk yeah. to women at work. Yeah, because if you're because it sounds like you're creepy. Yeah, if you're by the way, I will still talk to women at the comedy clubs. I'm yeah. not comfortable. I am, I, but I'm married with two kids. I've never been comfortable with women talking sex to me. There are women that will be like, uh. I don't know. I'm. I don't, I'm make. I'm. I actually know one conversation, but I can't say it because I think I'd out the human being. Yeah. But like sometimes women will say sexual stuff to you because you're a guy and they feel comfortable with you. Yeah. It doesn't make me comfortable. I'm because uh, like, I'm like I'm married. I don't know where you're getting with this. Like yeah. I don't. You could just say hi to me. How are your girls? That's fine. But like, but like, I'm. I will tell you. I am definitely more conscious of like little things. Like I used to do this thing. No one's ever fucking complained. But when I do a meet and greet. At the end, I put my arms around anyone, and if it was a girl, I'd always like give her a little extra, like not a rub, but like a like. This is gonna sound so fucking pervy, but like, like Just almost a like a pat on the back, like a hey, thank you very much, like a little like yeah. acknowledge of affection. Not, I wouldn't like rubber groper, but like like maybe my finger would move a half inch, a little, but I wasn't doing it to guys, yeah. and I noticed that I was doing it to girls, and I thought, why are you doing this? Like yeah. you don't. You're just letting them know, hey, thank you very much. Like, like a little show of affection. Like, 
by the way, when I say this, it was a half inch either way, like a dun dun dun. Yeah, you weren't you weren't caressing. I wasn't her. caressing. I wasn't yeah, rubbing them. Deep it was on their shoulder. It was on their, yeah, it was on their shoulder. But I actually said to a woman, "Does that bother you that I did that?" She goes, "No," and I said, "Okay." But we're in the South, and I went, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna stop doing that altogether because it doesn't – I'm only doing it because I think that that is a way to shut, embrace them and go, that meant a lot that you you took the time to yeah. get in line and take a picture with me. So I stopped altogether, and now I do a thing, and then the hands just remove off. Yeah. And you may go, Bert, you're overthinking it. I'm not because there's that one fucking lunatic that's like – gets drunk with her boyfriend they get in a fight i saw him touch you and yeah. then she's like he fucking assault like uh-uh i don't need that I and mean, to say that there's not fucking lunatics out there you're fucking out of your goddamn yeah. mind but also the other thing is well just like people have everyone in the world has fucking different boundaries like so i've heard, i do i always after my shows i'm like if anyone wants a fucking hug after the show i'm a fucking hugger i love hugs uh after the show i'll fucking hug every single one of my fans fucking take photos do whatever yeah. uh but and I'm still going to keep doing that. But sometimes it's very easy to read body signals, right? Yeah. I think some people, like, if you go, hey, and they go, and I'm like, all right, I'm not, I'm not going to fucking force a hug on you. I can read very, very clearly. But I'm not going to start going, you know, are you okay for this hug? Let's lunacy. But everyone is different. I think people are just so bad at re reading fucking social cues. Because here's a little secret, boys. If a girl wants to fuck you, they are not subtle creatures. <laughs> Like if a girl really I think right now, right now there's guys listening going, you haven't been to Iowa. Like <laughs> the fucking, I, I imagine Scottish chicks are just so much fun to fucking party with. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, yeah, they're pretty good. I bet they're fucking, I have like, I have, well, you, can, you, you get the annoying ones as you get everywhere, but yeah, they're fucking, you know, we're all drinkers and we're all partiers. It's great. It's just like hanging out with, I, I believe that Scottish chicks are like the cool chicks from college like all scottish chicks are just the cool chicks from college the ones that you spent that one summer with that liked to smoke weed and was like wait you never heard of cat williams or like uh, at, uh, at the time yeah. something this one girl i partied with was like when was the last time you saw eddie murphy raw and i was like i don't know and we got high and watched it and ha howled laughing yeah. that's how i imagine scottish chicks to be with a better accent oh jesus the scottish accent is one of the ones it's i don't see how anyone sees it as attractive Okay, let's break down accents. Uh, I know sexiest I, accent in the world to to men or women. Men uh, to men. Uh, fuck, there is uh, this. I'm wrong, and everyone will disagree with me. J Bristol in uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> There's just because Br Bristol in the UK. They're just such fucking. It's such a farmer accent, and it's so. What's it sound like? Uh, all right, my lovers. And we all do today. Just gonna get some little cider. Just go to the shops, get some fish and chips. For some fucking reason, I'm like, talk dirty to me with oh, that fucking accent. Yeah, chick with like a fucking. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brown hair. Yeah. Oh, oh. or a ginger. I, I look, God hates them. I love gingers. Really? Oh fuck, I. There's only one ginger that I've ever, or I, I guess I don't know if I can say that. That's a hate crime. Gen <laughs> There's only one ginger that I've ever been attracted to. A man was I attracted to her. Yeah. She had puffy nipples. <laughs> Sometimes they do have puffy nipples. Yeah. I love a ginger. God hates them, but they're all for me. I mean, and also the gingers, it must be very hard because obviously female gingers, you're gorgeous. Yeah. And male gingers did not get any of that DNA. I thought you were going to say angry, Bill Burr. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, so okay. Bristol. Let's, okay, let's let's do this. Or let's do this. Scandic as well is good. Any of the Scandinavian ones, Swedish, Norwegian. Uh, I always think the Scandinavian ones are easy to trick. Like when I hear their accent, it seems like a very trickable accent. What do you mean trickable? Like I could I could get them over on a shell game. 
like like they like they just seem like okay oh hello oh oh like almost like they're amazed that you can guess their weight they're very they're easy carny uh they're easy yeah. carny uh marks yeah like uh i think the sexiest accent what's that what's the sexier accent in your opinion french or spanish Oh, Spanish. I fucking hate the French. Oh, my God. A French, the, accent, just, it French is, accent is fucking so sexy. I uh, I, I, uh, I had sex with a fucking French guy, and it was, she was gorgeous. And, I smelled horrible, but... No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, yeah, she used to fuck herself with a baguette. You know, what do they do? Um, yeah, she was, now that you mentioned it, yeah, she's quite, yeah, she was quite sexy. Yeah. But Spanish, I've also had sex with this fucking Spanish chick who was like one of the, she might listen to this podcast. You know who you are, best lay of my life. Um, yeah, oh, the it. Spanish accent in bed, that just, <laughs> it's just yeah. tight. Okay, let's go American accents. Sexiest American accent. I'm my wife, you met her, she has a Southern accent. But there's something real guttural to a Southern accent where it's like almost like you're fucking with your boots on with no yeah. socks. I like anything that like I'm I'm filth right so any fucking accent where you give me the vibe that you're fucking so there's some Jersey like Boston like oh Boston oh like, my god oh fuck I don't get me wrong like we could never get married because I I'm not raising children oh I suck your so, pecker I suck your pecker I'll have that for a bit I'll, I'll definitely a Boston a Bostonian woman for a fucking night where I'm just like this is gonna be I'm gonna get bruises dude a Jersey accent is fucking aggressive yeah like a female jersey accent hmm. yeah I, I, but again I, i'm a big fan of the fucking soft ones i like your typical fucking see fucking cali girls oh my god stop it I'm, i did not sound like that i'm like fucking yeah oh the texas accent i read i i've still not texas is one of my biggest fucking to-do lists because uh, it, it's amazing because I want to do because I've heard so much about Austin and I'm desperate to fucking go there to fucking gig but then I also just want to go to the rest of Texas because from what I've heard Texas for me summarizes what uh, a lot of America is in general which is oh my god I disagree with you but you're so fucking friendly <laughs> and that to me what is what America ultimately is that's it's just, so funny that is Texas that is Texas yeah I disagree with everything that left your mouth but fuck me you've just welcomed me into your home and made me some food that to me is what America is even though you're fucking this crazy loud obnoxious every single one as a country as a whole uh disagree but as individuals you're just the friendliest people in the world. you welcome people into your homes your country and you know yeah that's the, that's the south i think the south the south is i mean there's some accents in the south that were fucking mississippi chicks like that my wife's accent's a little dirty in my opinion yeah. like because she's uh you know comes from uh i don't know the right way to say this but uh meager like grew up in a trailer yeah like just grew up in like just well, you can say poor yeah well she's a little past that and yeah. so but like my wife's Foothill Appalachia uh, redneck accent. Yeah. Like, my when I met my wife, she was like, "You can call me a redneck all you want. Don't ever call me a hillbilly." My wife's got that that NASCAR pit bull meth fist fight <laughs> redneck accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get you meet Southern girls who have like almost like a highbrow. Like it's so funny because the guys who have that highbrow Southern accent sound gay. Mm. Well. well 
off of North Carolina. Oh, you mean and, Colonel Sanders? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But the, uh, Southern accent, I would love to. I would love to. I could probably watch nineteen different Southern accents on a fucking just, YouTube video. Just talking. So wait, what's your plan in life? Like, what? what what's your? You're twenty eight. You have at twenty eight. I was thinking. I was taking a shit yesterday. Not shitting blood or not shitting mucus. No. Yeah. But I was thinking. I like how you clarify. You're like not shaking blood. No, no, sorry, I was shaking blood, but I wasn't yeah. shaking mucus. <laughs> I was like, I was like 28. I'd only been doing stand up two fucking years yeah. at 28, and I did not know where I was going. Then I think the business was very different then. But where do you see yourself going in this business? Because you're not on, you're not on anyone's track. Meaning, like when I started, you had to be on a track. You had to be like, are you a host? Are you an actor? Yeah. Are you a comedian? Like, if you were a comedian, you couldn't just be a comedian. Yeah. You to do Nowadays, there's so many tracks you can hop on and jump on and off that, like, you don't you don't have to pick one. Yeah, I've, I've, I love stand-up. Like, I've watched stand-up since I was five years old, right? I used yeah. to watch with my fucking dad. I wasn't laughing at the jokes. I was just laughing at the fucking swear words, but I loved it. Um, I love being on stage. I fucking, um, my ultimate goal is, and this is a thing, apparently this is a fucking horrible opinion to have. I want to be, I want to be the fucking best stand up in the world. Like, and that's, that's, that's completely acceptable. I wrote a mission statement to myself 14 years ago. They said, I want to be the greatest stand-up in the world. Yeah, I just want to keep fucking doing it. And I want to I want to get to the stage where I can... Because uh, at the moment, I tour the UK and I tour Europe and I tour Australia. I want to tour America. I want to tour Canada. I want to fucking start... I want to do Brazil and Venezuela. Because like, when I did Europe for the first time five years ago, you suddenly went, oh my God, there's a fucking audience here and they're desperate. And that exists everywhere. Like yeah. The rest of the world is actually a lot smarter than the UK and America. They can listen to comedy in their second language, understand the nuances, and nobody goes goes there so it just takes somebody to fucking you know go there and do it open up the market uh, i want to do that uh i, I want to just keep doing stand-up and just because you know the reason bill burry is one of the greatest stand-ups of all time is because he just constantly fucking did it he yeah. just constantly fucking that's the only way you can get yeah. that good is to and that's why i want to just keep doing that being said like fucking I enjoy if acting's fucking fun. Like if someone, but I don't do accents. Like every time, every 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 pilot season, I've had the same interview every fucking day. Hey, how you doing? Name Daniel Sloss. Uh, representation CAA. Do you do an American accent? No. Are you willing to learn one? No. Why? Because that's not what I fucking sound like. Yeah. <laughs> like airplanes exist. Write the guy Scottish. Either you want me. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a serious actor. You want my timing and my fucking personality. So the character has to be in the realm of who I am. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And airplanes fucking, you just, unless I'm like a dad of two American kids, the character can be a miserable Scottish cunt. And I can even, I can act. I can be a happy Scottish cunt. <laughs> I can be a depressed Scottish cunt. I can be, but it's all, Scottish cunt is always has to be in those fucking words. Wait, let's do this, okay? Uh, let's do our best. I'll do my Scottish accent, and you do an American accent. I can only do female American accent, but okay, okay you be a fe oh my god. Uh, I'll be then. I'll do female Scottish accent. Oh great, I'm idiot. Okay, and and we'll be talking about. Uh, we'll be talking about each other's Netflix specials. So you're the American <laughs> okay. who just watched Burt Kreischer special, yep. and I'm the Scottish chick that just watched Daniel's okay. special. Okay, ready? Hang on. You, do you want to go? Okay, go. So uh, last night I was just sitting down with Netflix with my boyfriend. Uh, oh, me love Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what did you what did you watch? Who did you? I are are. This uh, Daniel's <laughs> lost. 
He's a so funny. He's a very, very. F- oh, you've gone. I you've gone Taiwanese. I've gone. I've gone into Father Guido Sarducci. <laughs> just on, you just got to put water in your mouth to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Daniel. Oh, there you go. There you go. There's Scottish. Oh, Daniel Sloan. He's a very funny boy. A good Scottish gun. <laughs> Am I going to sound Scottish right now? I watched uh, Bert Kreischer. He took his shirt off. It oh! was hot. <laughs> it was hot. I didn't think it'd do it for me, but I got a little bit wet. Well, me hope Daniel Sloan would take his shirt off. You've a good gone, looking cunt. You've gone Indian. Good looking cunt. <laughs> I don't know. I just think there's something cute about it. like he's like a big teddy bear. Oh. I don't know. I just want to like be the little spoon and just let him like overwhelm me, but in a sexy way. How oh, could be? Oh, what? I don't even know what I'm doing. I am so bad with fucking accents. Yeah, that was. It was just, but the thing was, it was like one percent of it was so spot on. What? I would catch glimpses of glimpses brilliance. of, but then just mixed in with Indian, yeah, like Sri Lankan. There was a little bit of South African mixed with Russian. You're, there. you're describing my baseball career. <laughs> Flashes of brilliance, but God, he's a fucking lazy fucking outfielder. Oh. oh. That fucking kills me. Yeah, I'm, I, I can't do accent. And I always go like, why did they hire the person with the other accent? Why don't they just hire an American person? Yeah, was- That's the question about whitewashing these days is like uh, the, the uh, they hire a white person to play like an Asian role or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they hired they hired uh, uh, Colin Jost's uh, girlfriend, Sabrina, not Sabrina. What's the girl who's in... Uh, God, I'm really bad at this. This could be a game show. Guys with bad memory trying to describe shit they're thinking of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and to most women, that's marriage. Who's the... <laughs> Scarlett Johansson was playing a transgendered male. Yeah. I fucked that up every time. Oh, so she was a, she was a man that had transitioned into a woman. No, no, transgender female. She was a woman that transitioned to a man. Okay. And they, the trans community went, got really upset saying, you should have a transgendered female play that role instead of a female. Yeah. And I think, I think everyone's argument was, I think we want people to watch this. So we're going to go with the biggest movie star in the world to get eyes on an important subject that may normalize two people that are not comfortable with this. It may normalize that to people, which is, I think in essence, the goal of of what she was trying to do. And instead, the project's just dead. They're not making it anymore. I think it was one of the... the yeah, I mean, to, by having her in it, it would go to a wider audience and you get that fucking story But it there. could have been a really great movie with a transgender female. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It could have been great. I think it's the fact that, like, as... Uh, fucking... And I understand what the start of the sentence is. But as fucking white men, we've been represented in everything. Like, when you're growing up, like, you see us... We're the main character in everything, so that's why we have this inherent belief that we can't do anything because we absolutely can. And I think, for you know, as somebody who doesn't have any fucking struggles or like none, none, I'm steeped in fucking privilege. So, but we're also Hollywood elite. Yeah. Like there are dudes listening going, yeah, but I'm white and I have a lot of fucking struggles. Yeah, yeah. So again, again, I'll even take that into uh, context there. But I just think. I, t- we, I took it so fucking for granted that there was just everything I saw. I was like, oh, it's me. Oh, it's me again. Oh, it's me. Oh, it's me. Oh, it's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. I'm in all of these things. 
Whereas, uh, you know, I think if you're a, a, a trans person and then there's a fucking movie made about your struggle and then they just go, oh, you just, oh, okay. So now it's just Scarlett Johansson and you'd be like, why can't one of my people? Because, yeah, yeah I, I understand both sides. Why can't, why can't, yeah, that, that does make sense because then you're like, why could you, why, yeah, why is it where you're saying my, my people can do anything, but you're not hiring my people to do the anything? I feel like that when they go, uh, when they call guys who are actors, comedians, I go, no, 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 no. And then they go on tour as, but they're not, they never worked on an act. And I was like, you could have just had a guy that does it, do it. Yeah. So I feel like that. I think you, I think a lot of it is framing it so people can wrap their head around it as opposed to just saying it. Yeah. You know, like it could, like. It would be funny to just Scarlett Johansson just not really get the idea of the nuance of what it is to be a transgender female. And be like, yeah. God, my balls are sweaty. <laughs> and you're just like, that's yeah. not how we act. Yeah, 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 yeah. And obviously she would have done the fucking Daniel Day-Lewis research and stuff and gone into it. But there is also, it's like, you, there is less realness to it. Yeah, like, it, it becomes the joke of of uh, Robert Downey Jr. In, in Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Why not just hire a black guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which is that? Can you believe that he got a pass on that? I I watched it. I watched it quite recently, and I remember saying this, just going, "Oh man, like, like I understand the the logic and the jokes are fucking great, and you know, as a white person, it doesn't like I understand why it's upset, but it doesn't affect me directly because not at all. Uh, but yeah, even watching it again, you're like, "Oh boy!" I mean, that was. Can you, you imagine all... being that Brandon T. Jackson? I think was the black kid who played opposite him. Yeah, can you like, imagine? He, and he's just fucking sitting there, being like, "These mother, like in front of me." And he can't say a word because okay. it's Robert Downey Jr. Yes. and Brent Stiller, and 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 he's like, "I'm I'm in a big movie. Jack Black's in it. I'm in with movie stars." But you know, deep down inside, he's like, "Are you?" F-? And you know, his he's boys like, must have been in this trailer. Like, <sighs> he's just sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, mom, I got this role. Robert Downey Jr. in it. Oh, great! Who does he play? Well, <laughs> the, look, mm, yeah, it doesn't. By the way. It really genuinely doesn't offend me. Like I, de- I definitely saw no. I did. I found it funny, yeah. and I found it. But I'm not black, so I can't imagine. Uh, I, but I don't think there was that much of an uproar. I don't I think, it was. But I if think, a black person was to say to me, like, I find that upsetting, I, w- I wouldn't be like, "How dare you?" I'd be like, "Yeah, no, I can see why." This is why I think this is why I'm gonna. S- I'm going to speak out of my ass about black people. So if you're black, hit me up and let me know that I was, I was wrong or right. Okay. This is my two cents and it's based off of perception. I think black culture, black culture, meaning like, uh, the common sense in the community, meaning where they, I think they give hood passes to dudes like Robert Downey Jr. Cause he's struggled so much. I think had it been, uh, maybe like uh, I think certain I think had it also been me. had well had it been um, had it been Ryan Gosling, yeah, like someone who maybe was forced down our throats. I think they would be like they'd be like no, nah. but I think they if, if look it was at like Jim Carrey. I think if Jim Carrey, they probably would have said no. They would have called foul on it. Yeah. But I think with Robert Downey Jr., I think they almost you know like Cat Williams trashed Tiffany Haddish, and it's funny because Tiffany grew up. I easily I'll say the term hood but like as poor as Cat Williams if not poor more poor she was raised in foster families and then lived with her grandmother and I mean Tiffany has definitely struggled 
as much she would never say this but as much if not more than any one human being i know yeah but she that's yeah that's not her identity and she doesn't make it so but cat still keeps it grimy so i think i think i think black people in general respect that that dmx that grimy like you got some you got some fucking arrest warrants you've been to prison you 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 fucked around with drugs you lost a kid like you lost a kid in, in custody or whatever like i think they I think they almost brought in Robert Downey Jr. like you're one of us now. And so I think that's why you got the pass. By the way, correct. By the way, I know I want to say your names specifically who listen to the podcast that I always hit up with on Twitter. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's my opinion. I think if you are Lily White, if it was Will Ferrell, they might have said, no, fuck that. Like you can't do that. Yeah. You're not. I, I don't I don't see you having struggled the way I've struggled. It's 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 appropriation of of the struggle. Yeah, of like going. Oh, I'm. I'm on. That's. I think that's the big fight right now with white feminists and and black feminists is like don't appropriate our struggle. Like you don't. You're a white woman. I'd love white women's path has not been as hard as you're making it sound. Yeah. That's what I'm reading from Amanda Seals. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's a, yeah, yeah. There's two. I mean, again, I, I not limited about fucking feminism because once again, I got one of them dicks. Yeah. One of them like free passes. Oh, my wife tried to explain. Um, Whew, this makes me uncomfortable. My wife tried to explain my daughter's having to put in a tampon. Right. I've genuinely got a fucking uh, routine about this with my show this year because as a man, you just go, you realize that you don't really know how they go in? I don't. Right? Because they've got the fucking little, um, the, the fucking Apollo 13 ones, the syringe thing where the fucking cotton comes out of fucking somewhere and then the, the strings hanging out like Woody from Toy Story. Dude. And then... I and this is how much of an idiot I am, and this is going to make the fucking women laugh. You know, I don't, I don't know what you call. We call them fanny pads because fanny in Scotland means vagina, yeah. not ass, right? So we yeah. call them fanny pads. Uh, the oh, fanny pads. I was like, I have a fanny pack. Yeah, no, fanny pads. Yeah, like was, a pad. Was yeah, pad. Like yeah. A, I don't know what the word is over here. The ones tampacks. Tampacks. Yeah, yeah. So you know they've got sticky bits on them. Yeah. Right. I I'm 28 years old. Only earlier this year did I find out that the sticky bits go on to the underwear because uh, and just I knew there were sticky bits. I just assumed that they just slapped it on like a fucking plaster. Wait, how does it go on? Then? It goes onto the pants. So because it sticks onto the pants. Because so right, so you're in the exact same fucking boat as I am. The sticky bits go onto the pads, so it sticks on the pants, right? So the bl- blood falls into it, as opposed to what I thought, which is just fucking seal the gate shit. Yeah, I thought they shoved it up on their. No, no, the, the tampons like go a, in. like a boy with tape on his face. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> my daughter, my wife was trying to explain. I, I can't even talk about it. I, by the way, mm. you run r- no risk of me ever speaking about this on stage. It makes me that uncomfortable yeah. because she was like, they have to, she's like, you don't understand what it's like to be a woman and how to have to be 11 and put a tampon in. And I was like, wait, they use tampons? And my wife was like, yeah, what do you think they use? I was like, pads. She was like, no, if they want to go swimming, they have to put a tampon in. And to put a tampon in, you have to. And I was like, no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I go, no, it makes me to. really uncomfortable. Yeah. Can you imagine 11 and having to do that to yourself? Uh-uh, but no. That's, that's, what, that's why, even though you don't want to know, you have to. Like, because like, it's, it's fucking- Fuck a, that. As uncomfortable it is for you, like, that's fucking what your daughters are currently going through this weird thing. You know, just what you're saying, like, when you, kids are young, they don't realize that we've got a bleeder is damaging. You yeah. can't fucking make them feel 
weird or gross about this entirely natural thing that happens to 50% of the world. Thank God my daughter had a period party. Yeah, I still find that so funny. What a little baller. That's great. Yeah, she's a really interesting kid. I wish she was here immediately. She's a, she just left. She was with my wife. Wait, where did my wife take her? Oh, to Lily's house. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's a really interesting kid. I do a lot. Uh, she's Both my kids are interesting. George is interesting in a different way. Yeah. But Isla's uh do you think you'll ever have kids? Oh, there's, I, want, I want to be a dad. Absolutely. Not yet. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that, like... 28. Yeah, I'm 28. At, the, at this moment in my life, I can be fucking selfish as fuck. And, and I'm going to do it. I, I want to be a husband. I want to be a dad one day. And I think the secret to being a good husband and father is you know fucking being present as much as you can and and not having just to find why i'm not a good parent i am never fucking home i literally my dad asked me how my daughters are doing yesterday and i go uh i go uh i don't know i said i really haven't seen them in a while i've been on promoting the special and uh and it just has been I go. I, I yeah, don't but I know. still think you're, you're still a fucking good fuck because you're doing all of that to make money to fucking put your kids through life. Yeah. So you you don't get to fucking negate. <laughs> you're, you're you're not going out fucking. I mean, you are drinking, but that's still part of the thing. Yeah. You're not ignoring. But I got a good liver. I'm yeah. I'm gonna save my liver so that when I go to England or when I go to what's it called UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When well, I go to the UK, yeah. I can party with you guys. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. I've literally... And if you you got to do the Edinburgh fucking festival. Like, if Harry's not sold it to you at this point, like... It's... I want to do it. I, my, my problem is, when is it? In June? Uh, uh, August. Oh, is it August? Yeah. I could do it for a month. I could yeah. do... I could definitely... I would love... Ari was like, why don't you bring your kids over and live you, with your kids over there? But... I don't know if my kids would appreciate it the way I'd want to appreciate it. No, but you'd have to do different sides. So, uh, I mean, every comedian does it. So you've got comedians with family who bring their family up for the full thing or the family come over for like a fucking week or whatever because your kids would love Scotland. That's with your wife. Really? Oh, fuck Maybe yeah. pair me up with another comic that's like me that's got kids, that's got two girls my daughter's age, and we'll rent a mansion. Okay, I will... I'll have a think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. I would love to. I would love to cohabitate with another family. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. then me and the dad could go out and party. Yeah, and then and our wives are taking care of the kids. I want. I would be like, oh, I'd fucking love that. I, I'm really. I'm really. I'm going to show you my tour. We'll wrap this up. What is it? Been two hours. Yeah. We'll wrap this up. Um, I want to show you my tour dates. I want to tell you the things I was going to tell yeah, you. Yeah. I want to remember what everything I was going to tell you though, and I might forget. Um. But dude, congratulations! I, the one thing I really was upset with, I wish Netflix would post them not on top of each other, but next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, because I've had some people have been like, "Oh, I watched Dark. Where's Jigsaw? I've been searching for Jigsaw." And I'm like, "No, no, it's two episodes." What happened with me is I start. I think I started Dark. Yeah. And then once it once you start one, you can go to the second one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have so make sure to watch both. Jigsaw's your. Embro from like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, then that's and dark is your newest years. one. No, no, no. Dark, dark is Edinburgh four years ago. Jigsaw is Edinburgh three years ago. I've just finished my tour. Uh, my, the last one was my show now, so that uh, hopefully that gets picked up because that one's in the bank. And now I'm on tour with a new one called X. So, nice. Yeah. So I've still got, I've got two other specials that hopefully. Netflix. I got a name. Up. I got a name. How do you name tours and stuff? Like, oh, I just whatever. I the first one was called Dark because it was just called the Dark. Originally, the other one was just called So because I say So a lot, and then the other one after that was called Now because I say Now a lot, and then X. It was my tenth Edinburgh show, and so I just called it X. Oh, maybe I'll call my maybe I'll call my tour the twentieth 
anniversary tour. I'm doing stand up 20 years starting this November. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And then, but I, I'm trying to name my tour right now. Can I tell you what I really wanted to call yeah. it? I wanted, are you, are you, do you like Wilco at all? Wilco. Oh, you don't know Wilco? Oh, it's my favorite band ever. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Wilco did this thing where they were going on tour and you could pick, you could request a song and then whatever song got requested the most, they would definitely play that at the shows. Yeah. So every venue had a place like request a song. And so you could request whatever song you wanted to hear. Yeah. And I was going to do that for my tour. What I was going to do is say, be call call it the, I was going to call it the encore tour. And then the, I do this anyway, but like I go, I'm going to do an hour's, worth of new material maybe 55 minutes and then it's a two, it's a, at a theater so i'm i don't i don't it's, i can there's no time limit and yeah. i'll just go and, I, and i'll take two bits that you want to hear obviously i think a lot of people want to still hear the machine but yeah. i know that a lot of people want to hear flying dildos or fighting a bear or disneyland on acid or zip lining or whatever story so then have it on my website where you could request a bit yeah, for the specific venue, and then yeah, yeah, yeah request yeah. two bits, and so everyone gets to do it. And then when we get to the venues, you're like, "Hey, this is what you call it. These are the two bits they requested." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get to do it, and you will please the majority of people. I wanted to call it that, uh, but I I don't know if um, I don't know if that's what I'm gonna go with. I think the branding of me having my shirt off is what everyone notices. Yep. I think I was I was thinking about calling it the Party Hardy Tour. Good. Because I do like to party hardy, and, you t- I mean, and, and that's what they're but, fucking but, there but, for. Yeah, but but, but the again, problem is the, that the, was the, in the last special, and people go, "Oh, so is he doing the material from the last?" But you want to name it a brand new thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're very aware that it's entirely different shows. Um, <coughs> yeah, just call it the fucking twentieth anniversary. Just call it twenty. Well, I don't give a shit. It's just as yeah. long as it's got a different name to the rest of the shit. Yeah, because it's always going to be Bart Kreischer's whatever. Segura's so good at that. He just announced his tour the, today, and it's the uh, Take It Down tour. Yeah. They were trying. Ne- they were trying to get his Netflix special taken down, so he's a Take It Down tour. Um, and then I was going to do the See Me Before Tom tour because <laughs> we're doing our tours are identical. Yeah, yeah, yeah except yeah. except just like weeks off. So <laughs> See Me instead of Tom tour. Yeah, correct. <laughs> I wanted to call it Tarps Off tour. Because in Canada, when you take your shirt off, they call it tarps off. That's uh, so in Scotland, it's taps off. Taps off. Taps off. Taps off. I. Ta- we've got what you call taps off weather in Scotland because it's barely fucking sunny. If it goes above twenty-one degrees Celsius, which is not the hot at all, yeah, it's taps off weather, and just every man just goes right fucking taps off, and none of us are going to go to work. And that's but it's it's is it spelt like tarp? T A P S. Taps, taps dude there's uh there's this video of this guy going er, i'm bad at accents again yeah. he's like whoa i came out i came out and it, and it dropped below seven celsius or whatever it's but it's still freezing everyone's like, i thought oh, tarps off for the boys you know yeah. and he's just taking his shirt off um what tour dates anything to promote uh, just the two uh netflix specials and then doing a tour around uh, Europe and the UK and then next year I'll be doing more in America but just watch my shit well, it's an open invite I said this to Chris Martin I said this to the, it's an open invite to you and Kai yeah. if you ever want to come over here and you want to tag on to some work and you don't have dates planned I'm doing a theater tour starting in January that's going around the world into I think June yeah. but if you ever want to come out and do a theater here yeah. and work with me I know it's a lot below you guys but it's an open oh, offer. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. an open offer. If you want to go, if there's a part of the country where you're like, I've always wanted to see uh, fucking Iowa. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll be there. 
feel free to go oh. like hit me up and go hey man i'm coming to the states do you mind if i hop on these two dates with you yeah because i do i'm doing like four shows a weekend thursday friday saturday sunday and uh and oh, me, I'm going, me and cut me a guy i'll come out and fucking enjoy you for a few days let's do that let's yeah. plan let's plan a little run yeah uh, and we'll and we'll it'll be the three of us yeah and and well, let's do that yeah fuck i all right Fuck I? Fuck I. Fuck, fuck yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. I fuck eyes. Yeah, I fuck eyes. I, I will fuck your ocular eyes. syphilis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, thank you for doing this, man. Cheers for having me, buddy. Real fuck good. Yeah. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.